the river crossing from that wider draw and getting into a, a, effectively a, a slipstream scenario. Buffalo River on the backup, he might pace himself a, a bit better, give a sight, riding the speed. He can be a little bit hit and miss, but you know what you're going to get. He'll give a sight, and uh, the fact that the stable have backed him up, he must have had a good week. Seven course for concerns, probably ready to get back to the 1,400 metres now, and he's in the mix. Happy to be with 11 each way, ahead of 10, 3 and 7. I don't like this race. I thought Altivo was a good thing and it stayed up your way. I am left with number seven, Cause for Concern, who, well, at least it's honest and you know what you'll get. It runs 1,400 metres. It's in good form. Draws a tricky gate. You don't want to be caught wide when Buffalo River's leading. So Ben Allen needs to find a spot, not be posted, to beat number 11, Climbing Star. I think they finally stumbled across how to ride it last time, ride it quietly. It just had no luck at all. Ran eight, should have gone very close. A three, Buffalo River. Maybe would have won if it stayed on the fence last time. Has to back up off that tough run. And Ken Nunthorpe, who was scratched last week, has to go forward, sit off Buffalo River, past that horse. Not easy to do. 7-11, and 10. That is uh, the thoughts there of Mark Hunter on that eighth race on the program. We go now to race number nine. This is the feature race of the day, the Caulfield Cup for Carlton Draft, over 2,400 metres. Andrew Hurley with the market. Non-conformist is a scratching zero deduction. All right, Gold Trip is our favourite. Six dollars, six fifty. Now six dollars this morning. Without a fight, seven fifty. Now eight dollars. Nine fifty. Eleven. Now ten dollars. Break up. Montefilia, twelve to eleven. Francesco Guardi, fifteen to sixteen. West Wind blows, six fifty to six. Back to six fifty. Sulkin, six fifty to seven. Duke de Cessa, forty-one dollars. Huye Mao, thirteen to fourteen. Back to thirteen. Right, you are. 41. Emissary, 101. Goldman, 81. Akita Sushi went up $26, now into 19. Fame, 151. 101. Boys Darjan, $1,022 for place taken this morning. Spirit Ridge, 41 to 34. Valiant King's been the big mover. $21 went up on Wednesday. It's now 9.50. And United Nations at $81. A very, very strong betting race, as you could imagine. It's one of the better Caulfield Cups I've seen for a while. Mark, Warren, uh, question without notice, either or. Gold Trip. Now, are they looking at going to the Melbourne Cup? Uh, that's the first question. If so, and it comes out and wins today, you'd have to think it's got a, cop of, a fair bit of, of a penalty. And also, as opposed to that, are they looking at Cox Plate? Spoke to Dave Eustace on Melbourne Radio this morning, and he indicated that the horse pulls up well today, that, uh, that the Cox Plate is certainly still on the agenda and, and quite a likely scenario, provided he has good recovery. And they'll keep it on the track conditions during the day too. There is also a scenario that if the, the track firms ride up, that Gold Trip doesn't run today. Don't know if it would be that severe a penalty for winning a Caulfield Cup, given the, the weight that he's already got. So I don't think the penalty would be significant. It, you know, it might be kilo or so, I think, if he was win, if he was to win today. And talking to Dave Eustace on Melbourne Radio RSN earlier this morning, the Cox Plate was well discussed as an option of even bypassing the, the Caulfield Cup, but they've elected to run today, but that doesn't rule out the, the Cox Plate. And obviously, all things being well, the, the Melbourne Cup's the grand final. And one other question, sorry. Uh, without a fight, was it uh, the subject of a veterinary inspection this morning or last night? It was past by the vets yesterday. On Thursday, I think it was Grace Forbes, the, the Racing Victoria veterinary team, were just a little bit concerned. I spoke to Sam Friedman on radio 
this morning, and he indicated that they weren't concerned, but the the, the vets and Racing Victoria are doing their due diligence. He's a, he's an older style of horse, but they weren't concerned about his soundness at all, and he was past fit to run on re-examination yesterday. What's your oh, tip, excellent. Mark? Beautiful, Hells. What's your tip, Mark? I'm going to go Valiant King, Luke. I think I love the sort of UK three-year-old form, and I think the run three starts ago at Ascot would win this race. So I think chasing home Vauban two starts ago, it was terrific. It never lost an inch of ground. I reckon that'd win this race. Its last start was ordinary and couldn't win. So I'm banking on Joseph O'Brien having set the horse for the race, getting its back to its best. It's got 50 kilos. I think it'll park somewhere fifth or sixth in the run, probably following West Wind Blows. Just need to get clear at the right time. I like Valiant King to beat number three, Breakup. Going around in those the world's best fang races over there. Goes forward, gets a great run, strong stay. I've got a great chance. Six West Wind Blows. Not super quick early. It'll get crossed by a couple of those roughies who will probably fall in its face at about the 400. So Jamie Spencer just has to get clear. If that can happen, West Wind Blows will keep grinding. And two without a fight. Terrific first up. Had a great preparation set for the race and got a terrific barrier draw to blend in at the right time without any interference. I think it's very hard to beat. 18-3, 6-2. race, really competitive. I thought West Wind Blows turned in an outstanding Caulfield Cup trial in the Turnbull where he did some work in the run. It was a solid tempo and he was almost coming again on the line. And out to the 2,400 metres, handicap conditions, I think, suits number six. West Wind Blows. Eight Solcombe, he's really measured up well to wait for age, set weights and penalties his last couple of starts. He's probably going to be slowly away. Craig Williams will have to do some ducking and weaving, but he should be very strong late. Two without a fight. I thought it was a terrific run behind Alligator Blood first up and firm ground is the key. And gee, we saw some real devastating performances from him in his Queensland campaign leading into this spring campaign. He looks like he's really acclimatised now. And I can't overlook the, the form of Gold Trip. He was dominant winning the Turnbull and, and 2,400 metres should suit him and trusting the connections that they're, they're running here. Oh, I certainly don't want him running against me. Six eight two one. That's the Caulfield Cup. We come to the last at Caulfield now. It's race number 10 and it's the Alingi Stakes 1,100. Where Saltair comes out, the small deduction there, 4 by 4 Up the top, we've got H2O over from Adelaide, 13 to 12, 26 pounds for home. Vespertine, 19, 13 into 10, Little Miss Kuby. Vivian went up 440, 2.40 this morning, 5.50 hypothetical. Walinga Beast, 12 to 13, 18, Miss Middle Park. Lampica, 15, and down the bottom, Ganati, 6.50 to $7. In terms of popularity, looking for six on the bounce. Vivian, she's been running through brick walls and they're happy to butter up again. Warren, your thoughts on the last? Well, I'm late to the party, Luke, but uh, and sometimes they slam the door on you if you're not there early enough, but I think Vivian can win again. She's jumped out nicely between runs. She's done everything right, this preparation. She's been well placed, but she'll go forward. She'll be in the first couple and I just can't see a reason to tip against her and uh, hoping that I haven't Chimed in too late. Five for me. I had a three Vespertine who will be off the speed. She's jumped out well. She'll be strong late. As will number eight, Walinga Beast, who did enough first up. And 11, Gennady, I thought, showed a, a bit of a return to her early promise with that first up win. But for me, uh, Vivian, clearly the one to beat. Five, three, eight, eleven. Yeah, I haven't tipped Vivian. It's last five either. So joining in now is a little dangerous, but I think it'll win. I think it will go forward, probably sit outside H2O, who I reckon has got more speed than hypothetical. 
Park there, on speed by the last race at Caulfield, drying out. I think Vivienne wins again to beat number one, H2O. Good first up in Adelaide. It's got good speed. It's got the 59, but going to lead, lead me there for a long way. Four Little Miss Kuby, if they go berserk up front, will be running on. And 11 Gennady, back from the 12.50, going to get back. It should be hitting the line. 5-1-4-11. Your best uh, for Caulfield Cup Day, Mark? The best, Luke, we'll go race five, number three, Cool Volante, a bit of value. The value race nine, number eight, Valiant, nine, number 18, Valiant King, around the grounds, if I can find them. We'll go Bendigo, Kenon race six, number three, Epsom Days up there, and Avoca, I thought that race three, number eight, Iliad could win. Have a great day, Mark. Thank you. There's Mark Hunter. Warren Huntley, your best. Going with race 10, number five, Vivianne, and thought... Better than the each way quote race eight number eleven climbing star was the value for me, Luke. You have a great day, Warren. Thanks, Luke. There's Warren Huntley and Mark Hunter. Andrew Hurley, any information? Yeah, uh, runs second to tenth in the Caulfield Cup as well as the five diamonds prelude. And if your horse runs second to tenth, you'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. Ramwick Caulfield and Eagle Farm races one to six today. Runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. Jockeys challenge this afternoon at Caulfield on Cup Day. Sees Damien Lane at two ten. J Mac at four eighty five fifty. Blake Shin ten dollars. Jamie Carr eleven. Mark Zara. 15, any other jockey option. Michael B, 17, and Craig Williams at $19. Head to tap for all those details. Because you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential advice, call 1-800-858-858. Eagle Farm Preview next. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Take a good look at the next eight people you pass in the street. It's highly likely that one of them is an unpaid carer. There are more than 2.6 million unpaid carers across Australia. Some of them as young as 12. Many go unrecognised and do what they do with little or no support. So this National Carers Week, let's recognise Australia's unpaid carers. Visit carersweek.com.au to find out how you can show your support. I'm ready for the rematch. Australia, no excuses. UFC 294, Makachev vs Volkanovski, Sunday morning. Order a main event with KO Sports. No subscription needed. Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast, Monday morning from 5.30. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Sky Sports Radio. This is Racing HQ on your Saturday, 9.41. We are now looking at Eagle Farm. Bernadette Cooper joins me to have a look at this meeting. It's a good forward track and we've got a 10-race program. And Bernie, as I say, a very good morning to you. Our first race is over the 2,212 metres and it's a benchmark 90. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Luke. Um, we've had some pretty hot weather here this week, so I'm thinking even though it's a good four, it's probably closer to a three, and maybe even better towards the end of the day, so can be a little bit tricky, we saw some horses sort of 
not finishing off last week, and some love it. So I think it's probably likely to be the same again today. You mentioned Bonnie Ezra, the favourite here. I'm going to tip, this is throw a dark kind of race, so I'm tipping Linthorpe Lad, who I know loves the firm track. 2400 was slightly too far for him last time, actually. Um, it was the same race that Bonnie Ezra was in. Uh, Bonnie Ezra beat him home slightly, but he meets her better at the weight. So I'm going four to beat Bonnie Ezra, six red wave and two tappy flat, 4162. Yeah, and by the way, Bonnie Ezra, 3.30 in that opening race, race number two. And we've got a 3.10 favourite here, number five, Excella. Yeah, he looks pretty, or she looks pretty nice. She she trolled up at Bo Desert beautifully. However, I did tip Territory Ash last start, and I thought she was probably unlucky not to win. Uh, Liam says she's come on really nicely since. Slightly tricky draw. Obviously, the favourite even more, more trickier. Uh, so I'm just leaning the way of Territory Ash, Ash with that race experience under her belt. So I'll go four to beat five, two Mashani Ego and one Mashani Lily. And the other one to look for if there's any money for is six Divine Force. You try it up nicely from the month stable. That's the two-year-old fillies in race two. The third race, three-year-old open over a mile. 310 number three, Inca Trail hops over the border. Yeah, it's an interesting race, this, because they're pretty much all last start maiden winners um, in Coda, in Cubierto, in Catrail. The only one that's uh, a couple that aren't Red Defcon and probably in Bella. Porto Ross is a last start maiden winner, and then the bottom two are made. I know the bottom aces up is a maiden. Um, so it's a really even Stevens race, but I just love Porto Rossa when she got to the mile last start at the Sunshine Coast. Um, Month between runs is, is, is quite nice, I think, for her. And barrier two, Ben Thompson aboard. Slight weight advantage over Inca Trail and Incuberto. So I'll lean her way. Six to beat two, three and four. Race four, class three, 18.15 metres, number 10. And Alyssa at $2.30. Looks well placed, this guy. He looks really hard to beat, doesn't he? Um but you just don't know what this track can dish up. So I concede he does look the obvious winner. However, I'm going to play I Am The Empire each way. Um, sort of a, a little bit of a plot, a last preparation, but I think his first up run showed his combat really nice and sharp. I just need him to be able to do that second up here today. So he jumped as good as anything and then gave ground because he drew 13 with 59 on his back. So I think from the good draw today, this horse could be easily six lengths closer. We probably gave him 10 lengths at the 1,000, at least eight at the half mile. And he really wanted to get into the race from about the 500, but there was just no nowhere to go. Um, and then he sort of worked his way out in the straight to try and obtain a run and, and ran into traffic. So nothing just worked out for this this horse. So I think Damien you know, gets an opportunity to... to to have him in a much better spot today because of the good draw. So I'm going to play him each way at about 8.50. Two to beat the 10 favourite. He certainly looks well-placed in a, in a race like this. Pretty good first up in an 88 in Sydney. Tenzing's always there. Threatened, just can't seem to get out of the line. And Morris is my dad. So two, ten, six and five. Race number five is a class six, 1,600 metres. And number seven, Cotty, is the one punters like best here. 3.30. Yeah, they went forward, and this is the thing with this track. Are we going to have? Are we going to have a, a track that's <clears throat> on speed bias slightly? Oh, not slightly. 
a lot. And that, and that happens, obviously, when you get firmer tracks, doesn't it? Cody made the advantage, made most of that, and took the advantage, went forward, <clears throat> excuse me, from 15 last time out. And that was a winning move. She does drop nicely three kilos here. Uh, but there's a little bit busier up front this week, I think. So I'm going to tip her stable mate, Chatty Lady, who does get to the mile today for the first time. So there's that slight query of, of distance. But as I say, it looks a really genuinely run race. You know, Regal Pom will go forward. Cody will go forward. Um, Kipling's Journey will want to lead. Um, you know, so I, I, I think it's genuine and probably what works in her favour is... Um, you know, that she's not going to be in that speedy bunch. So, Chatty Lady, Regal Pom, Bull Finch, always scared of him, and the favourite Cotty, 4317. 4317 there with your numbers. Race 6, 1600 again. Quality, Shibley, 260 favourite. Flying this horse? Flying, very, very hard to beat. Ticks off, obviously, the Eagle Farm and Doombin Boxes. Just a beautiful, beautiful horse draws well. He's really hard to beat, but I like the value about Great House, who I thought was superb first up. Second up form is great. I know he's got more weight than anybody else, but he has won 900-odd thousand. So he's won a lot more than anything else. And he's a serious horse when he's right, this guy. Hasn't won since October 21. (laughs) But on his first up run, he was just busting to finish off. And he probably made up I don't know, six or seven lengths um, in Australia. And he got beat two and a half behind Steely the other day. So slightly more distance today, a mile. Um, and I think what is an advantage for him is that that was a, a big field. So he ended up a long, long way back, whereas he's only got a small field. What have we got, eight runners left in this race here today? So surely he's not any more than six lengths off them and, and less on straightening. Um, but I think if he finishes off like he did, he's a great... Each way proposition, um, at with, with still having eight runners in the race. So I'm going one, four, six, uh, Waller Trifecta and putting in Magic Charlie, likely leader. One, four, six, seven. Race seven, Eagle Farm today, 1400, a 68, five, Cranky Harry, $3 favouritism. Hey, Cranky's going really well. Um, good draw, nice, um, well, he's got nice stats at the track. He does have 59 and a half kilos. On his back, I'm going to play, um, this is a race I wrote anybody's side. So I'm going to play Hang Five, who I think is going really well at the moment. Two backs, no luck, really wide, the widest actually on the turn, and then just a stack of traffic, nowhere to go. And then lost a lot of ground on the turn at Ipswich behind Major Fit last time out. So he probably was the run of the race there at Ipswich and this is one of those races so I'm going to play him it's an ugly draw I'm just going to leave that to Justin Hugsville he does need a lot of luck from the draw here today but um, he is far more effective I feel at 1400 I know he did lead one 1400 to win but it was a pretty weak race so I think he's more effective if he's ridden conservatively so that probably makes it even more trickier for poor Justin but anyway we'll see how we go Fixated was superb, just had to stretch it out to 1,400. Uh, last start, definitely Cranky Harry and Mock Taffy's the smoky there. So 985 and 14. Race 8 over 1,400 metres, a 75 and 13 Shah of Goma is the favourite. He's knocking on the door. Yeah, I like Shah of Goma today and he has been well supported since Thursday because 
Storm the Fortress was the early favourite in this race, and he's going to be hard to beat. Charles Goma has had 49 days between runs, been back to the trials at Beau Desert, and looked really, really nice, actually, in that trial. And you can, you can really make some excuses for him last start. Um, perhaps he should have beat Star of Chaos. Star of Chaos, he... He was a bit keen in the, in the run in the early stages and he was the widest on the turn and then he sort of ducked in behind her at about the 100 metre mark. So we needed to go a little bit straighter, but um, I think you'll see him do that. He's really sharp, actually, in that Bo Desert trial. So I'm going 13 to beat one Lord Mark Law. I've been waiting for his horse. I'm just worried the track's very too firm for him now. Um, but I don't want to miss out on him. So good draw, three kilo claim. Definitely storm the fortress. And titanium, you know, he's always back and rattling home. So 13, 1, 9 and 4. Race 9, open handicap over the 1,200 metres. And number 6, Sweet Margot May is the 280 favourite here, Bernie. And she's a fat stats girl, isn't she? She's 4 from 4 first up. She's 3 from 4 and a third at Eagle Farm. She's 1 from 1 T&D and, and um, 1 and 1 track uh, from the distance. So um, I think... 1,200 is, is fine first up. We actually have seen her win 1,300 first up previously. So the last two preps, I think, have been more around the 1,100 and 1,000. But, um, yeah, recent trial was great behind Ring of Steel, just sort of posied up, not really asked to, to finish off. Um, so I think she is the way to go. She's just, just been a fabulous mare, 50% win strike rate. So I'm sticking with her. Open-minded is the danger for mine at about $16. You know, third to wish I win when he's at his best. That's sort of, that's Queen, That's great form for Queensland, isn't it? Munitions was superb last start behind Zerastro. And then I'm putting in Pocketful, who obviously gets uh, some weight relief today. And it's just been terrific form having won his last two. So... Six, three, seven, twelve. And we come to the last race, number 10 at Eagle Farm today. Lost in transit, 270 for this 1,200-metre no-metro win. He's going to be hard to beat because he should have won last time out, but I do think there's plenty more depth to this race. That was um, the, the hold-on honey race last time out. And um, Bailey Willow was meant to ride him. He was late, whatever. Senior rocket replaced him. Yada yada, got a glorious run the first half of the race, and then just got pocketed. So it's, you know that's racing. So he definitely should have won. However, I want to play um, my Snow Queen each way today because she has come up with Barrier One. She is on the seven-day backup. She races really nicely. Races better down in Brisbane actually than she does in the Sunshine Coast. Um, so I'm thinking she would have had the bougie treatment this week, being on the seven-day backup, you know, a bit of a freshen up, feeling fabulous. This is what I'm hoping anyway. And it is all about barrier one for her. So Tony's going to want to lead. Um, so it's for standing order. And there was one other one I thought, oh, well, you could even see Lost in Transit come across from that outside draw. Dragon Miss is the other one that's going to want to lead. So there's plenty of tempo. And I think they, got, they have so many options from barrier one because she is a leader but she can take a sit. And I actually liked the way she took a sit last start. You know, when you get to the 600, you've led and then a pair of Riley's up beside you and crosses you. It's not easy to dash. And she did dash out from behind Kerr Royale. So um, I think they've got options, providing she's done really well this week. Each way, the 11, my Snow Queen, lost in transit, the favourite, seven standing order and five casino lord, 11, four, seven, five. You got a best today? I only 
only made one best, which is Sweet Margot May. So that's, she's in the ninth, number six. I do like a few horses that value or each way today, probably more on the place, but still nice each way. And that's 4-2, I Am The Empire. Uh, race six, number one, Great House in the feature race, the St. Reader's Cup. And in the last, I like my, uh, my Snow Queen each way. Have a great day, Bernie. Thanks, Luke. See you. Bernadette Cooper there with the full preview of Eagle Farm. When we come back, we'll have a look at Kembla Grange with Wayne Harris. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? I'm ready for the rematch. Australia, no excuses. UFC 294, Makachev vs Volkanovski, Sunday morning. Order a main event with KO Sports, no subscription needed. At Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the Caulfield Cup and Five Diamonds Prelude at Randwick this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You're listening to Racing HQ with Luke Marlowe on Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back to the show. Wayne Harris uh, looking at Kembla Grange uh, shortly. I'm going to speak to Wayne Peake as well before 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, Wayne has uh, written a book that uh, I thought some of you, our listeners, might be interested in. Uh, it's a book about Sydney racing in the 1970s. And I'll talk to Wayne about uh, his life and what he's doing in that space after this uh, Kembla Grange preview with Wayne Harris. How are you this morning, Wayne? Good morning, Luke. Yeah, eight races today. We've got some with the racing we've had. It's stood up pretty well. You probably noticed we've got a new concept here, Legends. Uh, we're going to uh, induct um, every couple of years, have a new uh, feature here with the Legends. And obviously, B. Murray, the late B. Murray and Gwenda Markle, too, that are going straight in there. I'll give you a bit more uh, details about it when we've got a bit more time, eh? Sounds good to me, mate. Uh, outstanding concept. There's... Uh Namely, the race one, the ITC Legends Race Day, Class One and Maiden, two thousand, and number eight, Make a Call, a dollar forty. Drops obviously from Group Racing. Can he get there today? You think so, mate? There's a couple of very short horses here today, and Snowden's got a couple of them. And yeah, as you say, he went around in some um, Group races. Just looks too strong from here. Placed in the Black Opal, uh, Group Three, second in the Fern Hill list to be on Tom Kitten. Look, I think that wins him. He's. Uh, his uh, form is just too good, I think. Then you've got number two, Mr. Fabulous. I think he's an improver um, up to the 2,000 metres. He only started warm up late the other, at his last start. Then you've got seven, uh, Athelfade. It's uh, only lightly race coming okay. Number six, Rapid Impact, best of the rest. A276. Race two, 1600, a maiden, 340, number five, Ramble On. Five, four, three, and nine. I'm with Ramble on. Kerry's uh, just knocking on the door with this bloke. He had the three starts. Very good placing last start over the 15. But he only just gets, uh, he gets back, he beats himself. He does hit the line okay, so the 1600 here in his home track really does suit today. And you've got David Payne, pair number four, Icebreaker. Uh, two runs back have been very, very good. Did start favourite here last start. Ran quite well. Uh, Gunslinger, something was seriously wrong with him uh, last start at Gosford after a terrific first up run. He's much better than that. And then number nine, Rosella. Uh, good uh, run when resuming recently at Hawkesbury. Five, four, three, nine. Race three at Kembler's, 1400, a maiden, one influential, a dollar fifty-five here. 
Yeah, another shorty does win, I think. One, ten, nine, and 13. Another horse that's gone around in group races. Uh, resumes here today. Two very, very good trials. It's been gilded since his last prep, too, and I tell you what, his trials look terrific. I think Chris Wallace found the perfect race here to kick him off with a win, 1,400 metres, and uh, Jeff Penzer to ride. So he wins. I thought number 10, Driftnet. Was very well supported both runs, actually. Uh, this filly from the Godolphin camp was a terrific second year last start. Um, just couldn't, uh, just run off the legs, but I candled it on that occasion. But uh, I thought tried hard. Stable mate, think, Terra, it's only had the two runs. I think it'll appreciate the big uh, 1,400 metres on the big track here at Big Odds. And I thought the other one we'd throw in a bit, 13 hour uptown girl, much better run last start. 110, 9.13. Race four, Kembla Grange, 1,400, a benchmark 64. 11 left field, $4 favourite. Yes, it's a tough race. There's a couple here I had real trouble with. I've gone this way, though. 11, 4, 5 and 6. I'm with left field. Formerly with Mark Newnham, now with Brad Widdop. Um It's had the two runs back. It just uh, raced a restricted room in a much stronger Kenzo race last start after winning it Maiden at Newcastle first up. So coming back in grade, only lightly raced. I think it's got a bit, of, a bit more potential than a few of these. This filly has. Of the others, I'll frame number four, Burning Need. She's much better than that uh, first up run there on the Kenzo track. Four last prep was all in good uh, races, midway races. Run better here today. And uh, where we go after that, Candlelit. Well, she's got to jump from a maiden to a 64, but I'll tell you what, she ran a ragged the other day. Uh, he, I should say. Uh, if you can do the same again, three kilos off, big help. And I thought number six was in Ambassadors. Nathan Doyle had three in. He's He's narrowed it down to two, and I think the inside draw helps it because uh, just always box seats, and he's there to uh, produce. So for me, 11, 4, 5, and 6. Race 5 and 12, Rhesus, the 240 favourite here for Godolphin. Well, I'm with him, Rhesus. I've been on him his uh, last two starts, got a stick again. He just got run off his legs by a flying machine. you probably agree at why on there. The Mo used this dark halo. Backed in dogs on that occasion. Was very unlucky at Warwick Farm before that. So he hasn't had much luck. So I think the 1200 here on the bigger track, I, I like him. And a bit of money for these others might just put him out to a recent, reasonable price. Of the others, I've thrown in, uh, gone for number 14, Ripper Silk. Just trial behind, uh, uh, before going to on the Beaumont was terrific. No more lies beaten there. And it uh, tried terrific. And then uh, it was game on debut. It sort of found the line all right up there. So I think with the run, can help it. With the others, I thought Brad um, Woodup's got a couple here. I thought number nine, like a bomb. Terrific second chase, a real smart one in Schwartz. It's gone to Melbourne. And uh, runs last prep were quite good. And of the others, we'll throw in one a bit of odds here, I thought. Ten major look. John O'Shea's got two first starters here. Given very quiet trials. But I, I just like, um, there wasn't much between him and his stable mate, Big Bay Wolf. But so I've got something about number ten major look. I've got to throw him in. Twelve. 14, 9 and 10. Race 6 is the Bede Murray and it's a Phillies and Mares Maiden, 1,200, number uh, 9, No More Lies, 260. Bede with the Phillies. Um, I haven't been tipping one year, he's a good mate of mine, Bede. 9, 6, 7 and 16, No More Lies. Uh, it'll front up here very, very short. Just went under first up and um, so it was a good effort there. It was wide and it just kept trying. The trials before that were very good. So I think she wins the race. I think the danger in number six, Galaxy Field. Gee, John O'Shea's got some first-time outers here today, and this deep field fully had five trials and two preps. Places two recent ones, and it had plenty in reserve. What's the market with it? With the others, number seven, Miss Bales, another Snowden runner. 
uh, I think he's got a two or three here, and uh, she ran terrific here in Dubuque, and then I uh, thought a run at Wyoming was very good after that. She's a player. And one of the big odds, I thought the other Godolphin runner, Cosmos, went around the same race as a couple of these, uh, Nike and I think another one there. But uh, I thought big odds. This run was very good. It was very well supported, and it's not sort of uh, noticed today. Buck out a ride. So I've got nine, six, seven, and 16. Race number seven is over 1,200 metres, and number six, the King, is favourite for the Gwenda Markwell, another ITC legend. Yes, my word, she was. Six, seven, nine, four, and we still miss it dearly. I've gone with the King. He's another horse, as you'd know. He went around in group races in Queensland last prep, and he's only won the one from eight, but he's always. Uh, he just keeps finding one too good, this prep. Second at Wyong, Hawksby, Gossett. But I think this is a nice race for him today. Luck and running, I think he wins. So I let raindrops deserves another chance. Nothing went right first up there at Warwick Farm. Uh, it was slow away. Nothing went right after that. Form last prep was quite good for this mare. Then you've got number, uh, we go, number nine. It's got to go from a maiden up to a 64. But, gee, it was impressive winning the other day. Out, gold, hope for the price, boys. And as I can do that jump, well, just the way it won the other day, I think it's probably capable. And then number four was my other one, Sir Artie resumes here, and he's run well here on the track before. I didn't mind his trials. I'd love to have thrown Sorry in for Ross McConville. We'll have a look in the parade and see uh, if I change my mind for Gwenda. Six, seven, nine, four. And the last, it is over the 1600 $3 number seven, Jazz Tycoon here. Stretching's probably help him. Seven, one, four, and six. He was uh, very well supported here on debut, having his uh, debut for the Waterhouse Plot Camp. Anyway, he, in, in, um, I thought he tried quite hard in his uh, first lap of run here. He looked beat, but he kept fighting. So with that under his belt, three kilos off for Miss Lye. Uh, barrier one looked a light there. I thought the danger be number one, extreme freedom. Probably had a t- really tough run in the midway last start. One, two on the trots before that, this fella. So I think... Um, Got to throw him in. Then you've got number four, the Treeker missed. It was disappointing at Randwick last start. I don't know what happened there. Uh, it sort of did get caught wide, I suppose, because his first up run at Hooks was very, very good. Could turn the uh, form around. The other one's thrown in number six, four o'clock knock. He's a staying tight, resuming. Placed in both his trials. I think he might have a bit of fresh legs under him. So for me, seven, one, four, six, let's. You got a best, mate? Mate, they're short, I know, but uh, race three, number one, the influential. I think he wins. You get a bit of value probably with race five, number 12, Rhesus. I've been on the last two. I hope he can do me a good turn today. Have a great day, Wayne. Thanks, Mark. Good luck, everyone. Good on you, mate. Uh, appreciate your time. Wayne Harris there looking at Kembla Grange. From one Wayne to another, Wayne Peake is our next guest on Sky Sports Radio this morning. Wayne is a writer. He's also a research coordinator there at the University of Western Sydney. His uh, upcoming uh, piece is companion to Sydney racing in the 1970s. It's an illustrated piece, uh, got some great information there, and I thought some of our listeners might be interested in this uh, piece of literature. And the book is launching in uh, just over a week and a half on Cox Plate Day. Wayne's there. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning, Luke. How are you? Well, mate, thanks for your time this morning. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and this piece you're writing. Uh, well, I've been writing racing history for about 20-odd years. Um, it, this reflects on when I first started going to the races in the 1970s. Um, and the idea of the book, um, I hope it's going to be a good read on a day when the races are washed out. But um, it's a nostalgia piece for those people who were around in the 1970s. As Max Presnell said, um, it reminds us of how good it was and tells everyone else what they missed out on. 
and Wayne, it's changed so much since then, hasn't it? I mean, it's just extraordinary where we are now, sort of talking 50 years on, uh, racing's become a huge business, um, but like you said, the nostalgia, it always hits home for me. I grew up going to country race meetings and I'm sure a lot of people will be familiar with some of the tracks that are touched on in this book and other topics. Yeah, things are very different now. Of course, those days, um, all of the four city tracks raced regularly on a um, on a Saturday. Warwick Farm raced twelve times a day a year, rather. Canterbury two or three times. Um, the crowd's about the same every week. It didn't matter where the races were on. It about seven hundred eighteen thousand people. Um, and then we all had our personal favourites. Warwick Farm was mine. Um, I used to go there in the late seventies, early eighties, and I could turn up at the Liverpool Barn. I knew there'd be ten or fifteen mates there. I wouldn't know exactly which ones were there, but I'd know there'd be at least 10 or 15 of them, and you wouldn't need to make a book if they were just there every week. There's some great photos in this book too, aren't there, of, of the that period of time, the 70s? Yeah, um, yeah I've got the sources from uh, uh, the photos from a diverse uh, lot of sources, um, some of the great photographers of that era, um, Martin King and Mark Bradley, uh, a lot from the uh, Australian Heritage Centre at, uh, at Randwick, uh, from newspapers, from uh, going back as far as the um, old Australian t- uh, Town and Country Journal, uh, the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, one of my favourites is a photo of Campbell in the late 1960s, and there's a really good photo of Clarence the Clock and Ken Howard and Pam Burling on, on a set in the late uh, 1960s. Um, and overhead of Rose Hill in the 1930s will just blow your mind when you see it. Wayne Peake is with me this morning on Sky Sports Radio talking about his book uh, that is about to launch and has been written. It's been published. Wayne, when will the launch take place? Well, the launch is next Saturday, Luke, but the book will be available from Monday um, on my website, www.waynepeake.com.au. Um, it should be in bookstores a little bit further on, but for the moment, you can get it um, from my bookstore, uh, retails uh, $79.95, but at the launch next week it's going to be on and off at um, a 15% discount. That's a club picnic point next Saturday, uh, Saturday evening. Is anyone welcome? Yeah, anyone. Yeah, sure. Anyone who's interested in races or the 1970s. Absolutely, mate. Uh, so give us those details one more time where, where the launch is. It's at club picnic point, um, Lambert Street, Panania. Uh, it's kicking off about 6.30pm uh, for a couple of hours and then there'll be some 70s music. Uh, it should be a great night out. Um, it's a great little club. It's a bit like the club in Crackerjack, if you've ever seen that movie. Um, so um, you'll be very welcome. Outstanding, mate. That's Saturday the 28th of October from 6.30. Thanks for your time yep. this morning, Wayne. Thanks, Luke. There's Wayne Peak on Sky Sports Radio. You know what time it is now, punters. It's behind the gates time. Your texts on 0419-767-272. Fire them in if something's on your mind about Randwick today or anything. We tend to solve a lot of problems on this show. Well, we try to. We create a few too. Don't worry about that. Nine past ten, back with Behind the Gates shortly. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you'll have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Pinot Grigio. By De Bortoli, of course. Here's the traffic. Broadway's biggest blockbuster, Wicked, is now playing at the Sydney Lyric. Good availability for October and November. Hurry, tickets selling fast. Book at wickedthemusical.com.au. In Mount Pritchard, a three-vehicle crash has closed Cabramatta Road in the eastbound direction at Harrington Street. In Darlinghurst, a special event has closed Stanley Street both ways between Eurong Street and Crown Street. And in Parramatta, the MacArthur Street Bridge is closed for roadworks in both directions between George Street and New Zealand Street.
The King Living Spring Sale is in its final days. Save up to 50% on selected Australian-designed indoor and outdoor furniture. Hurry final days. Visit your nearest King Living showroom today. I'm Brody Massini, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. The Australian Women's Health Diary, packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports breast cancer research. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths and participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. I'm ready for the rematch. Australia, no excuses. UFC 294, Makachev vs Volkanovski, Sunday morning. Order a main event with KO Sports. No subscription needed. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back. My favourite part of the week. Uh, looking forward to Behind the Gates again. Darren Flindell, Andrew Hurley, Brad Davidson. The usual lineup, the usual fun. We'll do our early crows a little bit later in the show. And, of course, release the multi for another week. Hoping to get it up. And we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll find out what the boys have found shortly. Darren Flindell's working from home this morning. He's set up in his office and he's got his trusty companion, Jack, standing by for the show as well. He's just sent the photo through to the, the group chat. Darren, good to have Jack alongside for Behind the Gates. Uh, the little fella's looking well too. Yeah, Jack's loving the spring edition where it's a, <laughs> a later edition. Uh, he just takes a little bit of moving. He always seems to find that spot right under your feet where you're about to put the chair. <laughs> what breed of dog is Jack? He's a wirehead fox terrier. Yeah, beautiful. Is and he? Uh, yeah, he's been with me for nearly 12 years now. Uh, we've been through some ups and downs in Hong Kong and here in Sydney. Yeah, oh, mate, he's a ripper. <laughs> uh, they're just the best, aren't they? Uh, the man's best friend. My my man, Frank, he's, he's two years old. I might just have to bring Frank around and Jack can educate him a little bit because he's still a bit green, my Frank. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Jack's a good calming influence on the younger dogs now. He, uh, he has his way with them. <laughs> And you can just uh, use Jack to your advantage, Darren, if you, you're back a loser or two, just that calming influence, just uh, bringing you back down to earth, calming you down. Occasionally, <laughs> I'm watching a race on the TV here in the lounge and something doesn't go very well and I, I yell out and he goes running. <laughs> running. <laughs> hey, just on that, before I bring the other two boys in, actually, you know what, I'll say good morning to, to them first and then I'm going to put you through a bit of pain, Darren. I'm sorry for bringing this up, but you you just uh, created a memory in my mind and I'm going to I'm gonna bring it up to you in a second. Brad Davidson, good morning. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, morning, Luke. Morning, Darren. Morning, Hills when you get here and everyone at home. Um, yeah. I'm with you, Dave. Let us know on the text line too. 0419767272. Are you a cat person or a dog person or do you just prefer horses above both? Let us know on the text line. Andrew Hurley, good morning to you, mate. Cats or dogs, what's your preference? Well, before I get to that, how come I never get introduced first? 
I can't tell you what. <laughs> you got That's a fair comment, Hills. That's, that's a fair comment. So you know what I'll do? Next week, buddy, your first cab off the rank. How does that sound? How about next four weeks? Deal. I'll, I'll make a, up for it. I'm a creature of habit, and I'm not pressing that button. I don't have any control over that. That's Nick. I'm I don't know Nick. if you, you've upset him or what's happened, but... Uh, now, mate, now Luke, is everyone welcome... Is everyone welcome to join the show today? Well, look, I draw the line somewhere, Darren. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just asked to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is very uh, upset, mate. I mean, well, sorry, I've buddy. A couple what, other things. What's wrong now? Uh, how much are you on the take with that book? Oh, mate, look, I'm looking forward to being there. Looking forward to being there. No pun, in, no pun intended. <laughs> well, pun intended. Read you like a book setting it. Well, I just thought our, our listeners would be interested in that. I mean, Hurls, well, I know, that. I know you were around in the 50s. I know you were around in the 50s, Hurls, and the 70s was probably after your time, but uh, I just thought our listeners might be interested in that sort of stuff. Uh, I mean, we are a racing radio station after all, Hurls. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. Reference. Uh, Sorry. I love the reference there to the to the Liverpool bar at the Warwick Farm uh, racecourse because I always get a, a bit of a chuckle when, when I go to Warwick Farm and they've still got the, the signs there clearly saying the reserving of seats is not permitted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about the Poplar Bar? Well, Darren. Poplar Bar yes. still there, Darren? Yeah, yeah, they're all there and uh, they do open on the, on the public holiday meetings. Yeah. When's the last time they the needed to reserve seats there, do you think, Darren? Well, that's what I always chuckle about. I mean, the, the, <laughs> to steal the the line of Vince Sorrenti, even the carpet stains of Warwick Farm are heritage listed. <laughs> now, how did you go last week? You needed to reserve seating last week because I tell you what, you couldn't move in the joint at Ramwick. I was out there with the nearly 47,000 strong crowd. How was your day, Darren, from the broadcast box on Everest Day? Yeah, terrific. Uh, it was a real buzz again as the crowd just gets bigger and bigger in the in the hours leading up to the Everest and they move out. And once the horses are almost at the gates, off we went with some sweet Caroline again. And what a buzz just to see so many people really getting into it. Uh, it was the picture-perfect day with the weather and, uh, and and Randwick really turned it on. It was it was fantastic. Now, Darren, I was, I'm going to put you through some pain because when you talked about punting before, it just... I had the memory, and you talked about it in a recent article that uh, that you did for some Hong Kong press. Tell us about your sickest beat ever in racing on the punt. Sorry to do this to you again, but when I read it again, it's the first time I'd heard this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable, Darren. <laughs> That's cool. Yes. Yes, Happy Valley Races. I was presenting this night. I was downstairs with Jenny Chapman. Anyhow, I've uh, played the big six or the, 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 the six up there. There was a big jackpot and I found a number of really good price winners throughout the meeting. So I was going for some serious coin, probably close to a million Aussie. Gets down to the last leg. I've got two runners going. One of them's my savvy. Burst clear. Two three lengths in front inside the furlong. And then who's this coming home down the outside? A John Moore. Oh, it's the favourite. And it's got up and nailed me right on the line. The margin was a nose. John Moore excitedly came up to me. Daz, Daz, did we get there? And I don't want to tell you what I said to him. <laughs> <laughs> what was it worth, Darren? Sorry to ask. I, no, I, I, it was hard to say. It, it was going to be close to a million Aussie. Wow. So that would have more than paid off the uh, the apartment that I bought a short time earlier. Wow, mate. Unbelievable. I mean, that, that tops all that I've ever heard. Davo, have you... I'm sure none of us can top that uh, as far as a sick beat. That is... That's brutal stuff. 
Yeah, no, nah, that's I'm, I'm nowhere near that. My probably thickest was I was on Castle Vic out of hundreds in the Cox Plate about three or four years ago to pay for a good overseas holiday and a bit more and um, first clear at the top of the at the, at the top of the straight and looked home and then the, the Japanese horse just went uh, see you later and just put about three lengths on us. So, yeah, that's uh, that's lots thicker than mine. I give you the tip. Yeah, Lice Grusher, she was pretty good, wasn't she? Hurls, you have one a week or one a day, don't you, a thick beat? <laughs> <laughs> no, mine would be um, in the morning handicap. I was actually on track and I've had a very large wager on Mr Innocent um, and it was its last run. And it just came flying down the outside. Dipman was on it, and juggling time came from absolutely nowhere, just up on the fence to nail it. So, yeah, let's move on, eh? Yeah, but let's go. Well, let's get. Let's, thanks thanks yeah. for reviving those wonderful memories, there, Luke. You're welcome, Darren. <laughs> well, Hell's got me. Hell's got me stirred up, just saying I'm not a team player, not introducing him first. So I thought, oh, bugger it, I'm going to put someone else in pain here, being <laughs> being put on show in front of the public by Hell's. You love the way the show ended that night. Normally after the last race, uh, Jenny and I stand there and we talk about what a great night's racing it's been and uh, a little wrap-up of the result. <laughs> I said, well, that's it from Happy Valley. See you next week. Yeah. Oh, you would have been flat. <laughs> now, just uh, before we talk the racing, because this is a racing show, we're getting there. The uh, dog versus cat debate. Uh, just a couple of texts here. Hi, boys. Dogs for me. I'm heading to Kembla Grange races today. Looking forward to an early collect from the Behind the Gates multi to boost the punting funds. Have a good day. That from Nifty Nev. Uh, this from Robbo in Quakers Hill. Davo, I hope you don't let that rotten cat of yours roam the streets. Dogs are by far the better companions. And uh, there's a few other beauties there as well um, talking about that. So I think the dogs have probably got the swing there about 60-40 at the moment. Uh, a few pro-cat people on the line, but I think dogs are just winning the day there uh, with that fierce debate that uh, we've got going to start the show, boys. The other thing I didn't mention, they lick you to death as well. The cats don't do that. You, you go pat a dog and you've got to go change your clothes or wash your bloody arms. <laughs> you just flop all over you. Uh, cats are a non-event. Yeah, They're boring. Yeah, there's not much doing there, is it? Um, yeah, no. Great character. Great character. Into the racing we go, guys, and it's a, a good card today, Darren. But it's a, a tough card, isn't it? A, a deep program. Mm. Yeah, I can't say I'm feeling overly confident about um, getting them today. I'm sort of hoping I can strike in the early races. Um, and uh, I did like one at reasonable odds later on in the card, in the in the big dance wild card. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting day. There's some very short price favourites on the program, and Godolphin feature prominently in the in the guts of the program. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Mm. And David just wanted to ask, Hi Luke, did Flindell go the early crow with that race in Honkers? Or no, did I didn't. No, you weren't. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. Darren, you needed, you needed hurls on the fence yelling at the jockey to protest. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Davo. Nice, nice areas. Uh, race 8, boys. The Five Diamonds, Prelude, Coat Heel, Favourite, Democracy Manifest, Second Line of Betting. Let's go to Andrew Hurley first to find out what's doing with the market. And now he doesn't want to... You there, Hill? No, no, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in the Five Diamonds, I'll tell you also that uh, run second to tenth... Your horse run second to tenth. You'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. All right, Catella is the favourite. For or Catella five dollars into four forty today. Democracy manifest five to five fifty back to five. Good support for Altivo. 
$10 into $8.50 this morning. And away from that, no other trim-ups. It's a pretty solid and settled uh, trade. So, yeah, good race is the five diamonds. What do you like, Brad? Oh, look, I thought it was a race in probably three here. Coteal, <laughs> Democracy Manifest, converged, But I'm with Coteal. I think he's the, the one on the up. He should have walked in the other day. He's been luckless a few times this horse in his career. And ever since they've ridden him quieter, he's just been a different horse, hasn't he? And it might have been by mistake, by missing the start one day and all of a sudden flying home. And it just seems to relish that. He's just got to get out of the barriers. He, he didn't jump that well the other day. But if he can get out OK, get in the first six or seven, I thought... He was uh, the one to beat, but you know, democracy manifest should have gone close in an Epsom, and he walked in in a Cameron prior to that and converged. Well, he's still trying to get out in the Epsom. Um, I'm still getting over that one, but uh, yeah, he had no luck at all too. So I think they're the three hopes, and one of them will win. But Cochiel or Cochieli, what, what? How do we say this horse's name, God? What is it? Which one? Cochiel. Cochieli. 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 Well, I, I checked it out quite some time ago, and I kept coming back with Coteal. Yep. I'm with Darren. I'll side with Darren. If you get it wrong, Darren, well, everyone's just got to roll with it. <laughs> yeah, well, none of the owners have approached me and said, you, you're getting this wrong. Well, we know what you're tipping here. Surely you're jumping back on. You left him out of the top four in the uh, Epsom. Mm, I did, because I was worried about a lack of pace uh, there that day, and... Boy, if he got the run when he needed it, he would have gone really close, I think. Um, anyways, this is a different day. Now, we've got Zoom on. I think Mississippi Prince going forward. What a go. Super helpful. Now, this should be a good pace today and Converge probably up there as well. Trying to get some type of spot uh, from Barrier 13. So I'm coming back to my old mate today, uh, Democracy Manifest. And um, I'm fairly keen. I was all over Coat Hill first up at uh, $12. Boy, that was a sick beat. Really sick. Um, <laughs> sick beat. Yeah, oh, it just, was. Sorry, I just, just on the back of your story before, I just had the, had the mm. chuckle. If you don't laugh, you'll cry, Darren. Yeah, sometimes you think when we go back and analyse this race, you think, oh, God, things, the account would be looking so much different if, uh, if Coteal got the money that day. Um, I, I think it's the big danger. They're the only two I'm really focusing on here, Democracy Manifest and Coteal. I do slightly believe that Coteal is more dynamic first up. I've had a lot of luck with this horse over recent seasons, and always his first run is terrific. Uh, Waterford probably gets the pace that it looks for today, but I'm going to just focus on two runners. Democracy Manifest and Coteal. Love it, Darren. Uh, our man from Greenpoint, Sven, has uh, turned up on the text line. Luke, my first Everest last week and it certainly delivered. I think I got the mid-race tempo wrong. I over-raced. I was way too keen on the bit and it subsequently cost me late in the day. My wife found me asleep enjoying a succulent Chinese meal at midnight in the kitchen. Enjoy the day, guys. So, Sven, I'll tell you what, midnight, bit of Chinese after a big day on the schooners, uh, that would be succulent, Darren. Yeah, at least you'll sleep well. <laughs> That'll fuel Sven up for the next day. Good on you, mate. Uh, glad you enjoyed Everest Day. And uh, quite a few people texting in about that last week, saying they had a, a really good time out there, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm glad everyone enjoyed what was a great day of racing. I want to know now about race five, boys. Commemorative, Davo. Even money. She's got a boom on her. She's got a boom on her already. She's won a Canterbury maiden, a two-year-old Phillies maiden. And now she goes to a benchmark 78 on a Saturday. How are you handling this favourite in race five? 
Well, I mean, you know, I'm big on the data. The data you could mark are really short because the way it adjusted off that debut performance is very, very good here. But I've just got to penalise her a fair bit from her barrier manners. She's not that good out of the barriers. They've got that barrier extension on and she's just drawn a little bit awkwardly here. Oh, I've got her on top, but I just can't take that price about her considering that she's a little bit of a risk at the gates and if she misses it, she could be in sort of a, a really awkward spot. So on top, but I could totally understand, you know, people back in Kazoo and horses like that, that Kazoo's trial well and going to be on the bunny here. But, but I think she's pretty talented. Full style there on debut. Didn't beat much, but ran decent time. And the overall weight adjusted figure is just better than these. Simple as that. But it's the it's the, it's the gate that puts me off a little bit. And on top. Darren? Yeah, I've got her on top as well. Uh, commemorative, the way she's working, it looks as though she's ready and primed uh, for this first up assault. It's just whether you want to take the, the short odds or not. I will be having a little bet on Rainbeal, um, so I think this is a nice race for her. And if, if something goes awry there with commemorative, I think Rainbeal at the $7 with the blinkers going on today. She's rock hard fit. She's the, the value option. Uh, Kazoo's going to bowl along in the lead and I think Jun Quero will be flashing home at the end. Probably be a case of too late. But, yeah, I've got commemorative on top, but there will definitely be a play on Rain Beal. Darren, are you surprised that they didn't use a um, an apprentice on Rain Beal? Because they can claim 61 kilos, and we've got commemorative, what, 52 kilos. It just always piques my interest when they have the option to use a uh, an apprentice and elect not to do so. Yeah, well, it's uh, what have we got? A benchmark seventy-eight. Rainbow, she's eighty. Uh, that yeah, probably could, that could have been uh, an option there. Like, it's a big ask for commemorative, winning one midweek there at Canterbury. So she's been priced on, on, uh, on spec on what we believe she could achieve. She's a very, very big filly. Uh, commemorative. Um, well, now if they're happy enough to to carry the weight, um, I'd have to go with Joe Pride's judgment there. Oh, no, no, um, no knock on Joe Pride's judgment, that's for sure. I just wonder if it's a deliberate strategy. Some of these horses, oh, I don't know if uh, Rainbell uh, falls into this category, they can be a bit of a handful. So but actually, um, probably, probably the little problem is there's very, very few options now apprentice with claim at the moment. I think that's for two reasons. Isn't yeah, it? Like, we're, we're probably a little bit thin on the ground in terms of the jockey today with, with a few obviously riding south and the other thing is Joe rides he tends to be happy to carry the big weight I remember we had this discussion around Titanium Power a while ago and, and you know he's happy with the senior that knows the, the horse and um, happy to sort of yeah play that way with the bigger weight than the sort of the fame. every horse is different naturally but some of those older horses they need sort of a senior jockey to really get the best out of them so I'm, uh, you know maybe that's the, the reason as well Beautiful Hurls, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I just want to mention uh, a couple of listeners and uh, keen punters and own some horses with uh, Gary Portelli and they're actually doing um, doing for Camp Quality a, uh, a travel up to Lismore. And it actually, it's a seven-day rally. Uh, so good on those guys for doing that. As I said, uh, keen punters, Potts, Mick and Dunny and they've uh, yeah had plenty of horses with Gary Portelli over the years. So well done, guys. And Good luck with it all. Yeah, good luck to the mate. Uh, absolutely. Uh, just a question for Brad on the midway. A listener wanted to know, Davo, is there much speed in the midway this week? Um, looking at it, it doesn't look pace in numbers, does there, Davo? 
No, it doesn't, but their races, this is why I love the midways and the highways, Luke, is, is because you're racing for the big money for these faster horses. It's just always there's an injection of speed from somewhere and they generally run and I, yeah, like I, a lot of the times prefer betting in those races and the benchmark races where there's sometimes small fields and they just absolutely find their positions and it's, it's like a track gallop and if you're on anything but the leader you can't win. So that's the great thing about midways and, and highways is they generally do inject speed into the races and, and you get your chance. So look, I, I think in that race, I know you're quite keen, Luke, but I agree with you. I, I don't like midway form to midway form a lot of, a lot of the time. Um, I don't think it's, I think different forms are good in these races and, and the highways as well. And and uh, Epicus just, for me, a uh, real eye catcher first up. If he can get out of the gates and get himself in the first five or six, I think they'll struggle to beat him. Um, 1400's going to suit and he just looks a really progressive one where I know Peace Officer was uh, luckless the other day and whatnot, but it's all midway form. This guy's got different form and he's got a bit of upside for mine. How are we handling Bullock today, Darren? He rides the favourite here, Peace Officer. Uh, it's, well, it's certainly not a negative. Obviously, I think most of us would have preferred to have Nash aboard because he's, he's been a part of the, the peace officer story all the way through. And, yeah, it was genuinely unlucky there last time. Just wasn't getting the runs when he needed it from that bad gate. Um, I, I like Peace Officer a lot, but I like Epicus more, uh, particularly there from Barrier 1. I love the way it trialled uh, before its first run back at Warwick Farm where it was really unlucky there. And I'm going to make this the best bet of the day, Epicus, race three, number 10, and maybe I'll, I'll sort of save in the form of taking an exact piece officer to beat Epicus. Oh, I'm with you, Dan. I think, I'm with I think you. Um, Satmus is probably going to lead for fun here. Maybe I shouldn't underestimate it. Okay. Well, don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I'll include it in that exactor as well. Maybe have it in a duet, Darren. How did you get on last week with the World Pools? <laughs> Everything sweet? Take a few duets? Anything? Yeah, I did. The ones I got didn't sort of pay as well as I thought <laughs> oh, they <no>. would. <laughs> so well, what? come on. <laughs> this World Pool, how were they so smart? My <laughs> goodness, think about it. What was it? SPing about 440 and it's paid oh, 295 my. on the tote. What oh, about oh. that? That was unbelievable. I nearly and fell over when I saw the tote dividend, Darren. And there's a fair chunk of the winners on the day that started dramatic unders on the tote. How did they get it right so often? I know, Darren, you're absolutely right. Do you know what? I can't hold off from this anymore, Nick. <laughs> I'm going to do it early this week because I just can't stop laughing. Play the intro, brother. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, don't worry. It's never too early. The early crow. <laughs> 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 oh, Graham from Carajon. Marlowe, after the Everest was run last week, I waited and waited for the protest siren to sound, but it didn't. I'm suggesting that there will be a protest in the Everest. I'll tell you what, I'll be laughing next week with a lot of you if, uh, if that's the case. <laughs> That was last week. Andrew Hurley, I still can't stop laughing. One of the great crows. Um, yeah, you were you were going to be laughing next week, Hurls. Well, I'm still laughing, mate. One of one of the greats, then. Oh, well, 
tennis and uh, it didn't come off. I actually thought, until I saw the head on, oh. it might have been a sneaky chance with Espiona. She looked like she was the only one that copped a, a little bit of a prat. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm fine. What about, what, about, what about your other early crow last Saturday holiday hurls? <laughs> You upset, oh, you upset a broadcasting icon who was on oh, the M1 dear, northbound dear. that day when we reported about the truck fire at Morissette. <laughs> well, I wasn't in the best state on Sunday morning as it was. And then when you text me that, I thought, oh, no. Uh, however, I listened back. Darren, you tell the story. But I listened back and I did say, get your GPS out just to be double, just to be doubly sure. So yeah, it was reported that your early crow was way off. Apparently, Link Road was 25 kilometres past where the fire was. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your exit strategy. Oh, just stick to reading the markets, Hal. <laughs> don't, don't give anyone traffic directions anytime soon. And he's a, Oh, and he lives in the area. So if you missed last week's show, that was Andrew Hurley. Uh, he said there'd be a protest in the Everest. You heard the clip from last week. We got a kick out of that. Um, a few jocks got suspended, Hurls, but unfortunately, we've still got to give you a cross, mate. Ah, that's fine. I'll wear it. Brad Davidson, you get a tick for last week. Uh, you suggested that, um, well, you said Airman would pop. I, I don't know if he popped. I think he went enormous. Uh, you said he was too short, but you also said Mogo Magic uh, would fail in the Kosciuszko, which uh, he was unplaced. Um, were you nervous when Airman was just looming up, Davo? Certainly was. Yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a tick, to be honest. I, I think it's, a, it's probably a... Uh, not a cross or a kick last week because Airman, I don't think he popped at all. I thought he was the run of the race. Three wide, no cover. He was terrific. So I got that wrong. And then Mogo Magic, it just didn't pan out for him, did it really? I mean, I, I said he'd pop. And I mean, if you watch the race, you'd probably say sure. But I, I don't think he did either, really, because he, he he just missed the start. And then they tried to bustle him forward. He got over racing. That was raced over right as soon as he missed the start. He just speed is his asset. So... Um, I'm not giving myself a tick. I'm not going to go crow about that last week. That's okay. Well, there you go. Well, Nick pressed oh, both then, so you get half each. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darren Flindell, the duet king. Mm. What did you say? Yes. <laughs> what did you say la last week, Darren? Yeah, yeah it was, yeah, nah, this, wasn't it? <laughs> I think they ran a nice fourth and fifth. And uh, Ruthless Damo cost us uh, the behind-the-gates multi, fourth. Oh, sorry, no, fifth, fifth, wasn't it? Yeah, you cost us last week, That's it? right, it was a photo for fourth. Yeah, I, actually, <laughs> I couldn't believe the rider spent so much time trying to angle off heels and get to the left, and the run was always there, over there on the on the right side. But to be fair, when it, when it did get that clear running, it didn't let down as I expected. No, it didn't, unfortunately, Darren. Yeah, look, you cost us last week, mate, so lift, all right? You're on notice. <laughs> Oh, you'll like my one this week. Okay. And look, it's, look, and it's look. not actually in Sydney either. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, mine uh, last week, I said Joe Pride would have a fill-up and that his two horses, Private Eye, and Think About It, would run top four in the Everest. Unfortunately, that got protested, and Dave said, mate, come on, Marlow, have a go, make it top three. So I did, and I was still right. Good on you, Dave. <laughs> Thanks did for that, you make buddy. it, did you? Yeah, I did, mate. I changed. I went Good. top three, brother. Well done. So I was crowing uh, last week happily. Righto. Our early crows for this week. Uh, Hells gets to go first. I just made. This is why we love you. That was just a ripper last week. <laughs> what have you got for us this week? Can you? You can't top that pot. Surely you can't possibly top that. 
No, no, I'm not going to endeavour to do so either. Uh, I'm going with Zach Lloyd to ride three or more winners today. We've actually got market under it. It's under sports at today's offers. And Zach Lloyd to ride three or more, $4.50. We actually took a bet of $3,000 for him to ride two or more earlier, $1.90. So Zach to ride three or more. And, yeah, you've got a price there as well, four fifty. Love it, mate. Great crows. So, Zach Lloyd to win three or more races from Hurls. Uh, Brad Davidson, what's your crow? Well, I don't really have a strong opinion in a potting a horse today, which I like to do. Sure. So, I don't really have that to go to today. So, I'm going to go a little bit of a funny one. It's probably not my greatest crow, if I'm being honest. But everyone says when that rail gets out, you know, it tracks dry day, firm week, on pace, on pace, on pace. I'm going to say the Ramwick track today... It's going to be really fair, but also I think that you want to be in the running line and you want to be edging off the fence. So running line, edging off the fence is the pattern that I think is going to be the key today. Okay. Josh, that's about as clear as mud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not going to be an on-pace, fast track as everyone, you know, a lot of people go to. As soon as the rail goes out of the track, it's our five today, everyone goes, oh, you know, on-pace, it's going to be fast, it's going to be there, you just want to be up on speed. Well... I'm saying Bramwick has got a sweet spot in the six-metre position. So the five-metre means that the six-metre position is the running line, so one off the fence. So you want to be on that running line train or even the three, you know, the running line three wide and just climbing into the race. And that's where you want to be, getting a few off the fence in the straight down the middle. Okay, a complicated crow from Davo. Let's just say that. Darren, what have you got for us? I'll keep it simple. Race four, Caulfield today. I think the favourite will get beaten by Dark Halo. Um, Dark Halo. When it was set to have its first start at Canterbury, it was $12. It was a late scratching in the gates. A couple of weeks later, it was all set up at Rose Hill for the Wednesday meeting. It was about 6 or $7 in early markets, and they backed it right in. But no, they pulled the pin, and they waited for Wyong when it ran, went around at even money and absolutely streeted its rivals. I think this is a good horse, Dark Halo, and I reckon it'll crush the favourite facile. Love it, Darren. Um, my crow this week, I'm going to just make all punters in Australia dislike me because Ooh. he is the punter's pal. I back him probably six times a week, times a week, Aaron Bullock. I'm going to say he's going to miss out today uh, in the Metropolitan Arena. He's got a couple of really good rides, Peace Officer, Who Dat, but I'm going to be a big fat narc and say that the punter's pal who is just riding sensational, A. Bullock, is going to miss out this so week. How many rides has he got? I think he's got five or six. A couple of favourites. Listen, don't, Darren, don't critique this. I've put hours into thought over this. So I've been losing <laughs> sleep over it. Don't, don't sit there and arm. And, uh, and, uh, but let's be honest, but, ha- but how many winning chances is he on? Well, he's on who yeah, well, that, who's favourite in the highway. Uh, that's what I was angling at too, Darren. Oh, he's a narcs. All right, so he's on Houdat in the second, Peace yeah, Officer peace in the officer third, and favorite. then I don't think uh, he's expected to really run a place in any of his other races. <laughs> As I said, Darren, no need to interrogate my crow <laughs> with the microscope, all right? Uh, I'll have it. to say this. Uh, when, when Aaron does come to town, he seems to position them quite well. Oh, yes, no doubt about it, mate. Uh, so those are our crows. Uh, Hurls, Zach Lloyd to win three or more races. Davo. Rare, uh, I don't know what Davos is. <laughs> Darren is, is the fave to get rolled in race four at Caulfield by Dark Halo. And mine is for a bullock to miss out today at uh, Ramwick. Those are our early crows. Time now for our multi, boys. Let's go around the grounds. Andrew Hurley, what's your leg going to be this week? 
Yeah, I've gone for Emirates in race number two. I think the 1800 will suit it to the ground. Uh, I was not big on this when I was, well, when anyone says it's only won three races from 22. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be taking out the second, which is a tab highway. So it's back in vogue, the uh, tab highway. I don't think I'll, oh, I might have once or twice. Uh, so, yeah. Emirates for me, and it's been well back this morning too. It's now into 290. Okay, beautiful. Brad Davidson, your leg this week. I was going to go to Faze Angels in that race. I thought it was a good roughie, but I'm, I'm quite comfortable with Amaranth, so I'll go with uh, the shorty. I'll just, uh, you know, just straight that like I like to do and uh, wait for the text to come through from the haters. <laughs> Unspoken for me. And you know what? If you guys are a bit confused with that crow, it was a little bit confusing. Um, I'll go with Unspoken in the early crow to continue his winning streak, and I'll make him the leg of the multi. There you go. Oh, you've had a do, do I cop it for not sticking on task and changing no. my mind, etc.? I'm with you here, Hills. You, Davo, you have had a complete nightmare this week. It, oh, well, you... I thought it was pretty pretty self-explanatory, <laughs> but you've like running lines, running lines. Well, you just conceded that it was confusing. Well, how are we going to prove the track's fair and running line and this and well, that, and not too fast yeah. and not too slow? Well, I don't know what the, day it is. Look at where the winners come from. It's, <laughs> oh, it's always up for debate though, Davo. You speak to people, hey boys, what'd you think of the track today? Oh, mate, dynamite leaders. And then the next bloke will go, oh mate, I thought it was fair. The next bloke goes, no, it was run on. I mean, it's just... Well, that's smart, isn't it? That's smart for a crow. I can make a case either way, you see. No, I've got to side with Hurls on this one, Davo. Sorry, you've had a mare. You've had an mm. absolute mare. Well, well, I'll go unspoken then. Unspoken <laughs> to continue his winning mate. There you go. I love it, mate. Uh, good to just get into Davidson there, Darren. Uh, keep him honest. Yeah, well, um... Going for one uh, at reasonable odds, late in the day, King of the Castle. Forget the first uh, run, massive weight there. Longer trip suits, and last time he drew near the fence, he went within a whisker of beating Tazaro at the at the course and distance of Brownwick back on July 29. So with his lightweight sitting up there in Barrier 1, I think he gets a nice run on the fence and will be sliding through and will look a winning chance at one stage of the... The last hundred. Love it, Darren. My leg this week, race three, number 10, Epicus. Andrew Hurley, what prize for our multi this week? Yeah, we have got uh, $7 today, so it's a beauty. Ooh. It's going to open in about two minutes' time. So just recapping, we have got uh, race Race two, number two, Amaranth. Race three, number 10, Epicus. Race seven, number 11, Unspoken. And race nine, number 10, King of the Castle. Maximum bet, $25. You'll find it under racing and today's offers on the Tab app and also sports and racing offers on the Tab website. So uh, that will open up in around about 90 seconds' time. Beautiful boys. Uh, the factor just texting about Caulfield there for Seal ain't favour anymore, gents. Don Corleone is well the factor. I'm not sure what mob you're looking at, but uh, the tab offering the grouse price there, brother. Five dollars and clear third favourite about Don Corleone, the factor. So tab.com.au is where you need to go, mate, and you'll get yourself a much better price mm. about the Don today. 50 now. Exactly. Mm. Righto, boys. Uh, let's talk about uh, the ninth race on the program, which is the Big Dance Wild Card. And Darren Flindell, Spangler, he's 460 and what's an open race. But no doubt King of the Castle's got a feature somewhere for you on the back of your multi-leg. Yeah, well, he's on top, uh, needless to say. Uh, flying crazy. If he can get the right runs through today, I think he's one of the big dangers. Uh, for Valor, I find interesting. He went... Ran, he's 
the first run was a stinker. Then the second run went a lot better than last time. Led for a long way before they all swamped him late. Just think Four Valley gets a very easy lead, so don't leave him out of your exotics. In regards to Spangler, I just had this little concern. Is he better on, on rain-affected going? And, uh, and for that reason, I've only made him the fourth pick in the race, Spangler. I'm just a bit worried about the really dry track with him. So King of the Castle and Flying Crazy predominantly and, and for Valor for Exotics. Davo, your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are 180. <laughs> dartboard job. Yeah, absolute <laughs> dartboard job, this race. Um, for Valor, I went with just simply because... Thought on speed, catch me if you can style, deeper into the prep now, he's fully fit and stable of flying, but oh, I think you could have six picks here and miss the winner. Um, I think, Darren, if you like uh, King of the Castle, you should include Hail Manhattan in your potty as well or have something small at the $34. They finished alongside each other in that cost cup a couple of starts ago, and Hail Manhattan actually gets a little swing in the weights as well. So I think he's an underrated Queenslander here. He's a bit one pace, so I think their best chance is to sort of get really aggressive early, sit one length off for Valor and really pile the pressure on maybe 600 from home, which is probably not going to suit my tip for Valor, but I think that's his best hope, but I think for Potties and those who are looking for Ruffy, I think Hail Manhattan um, definitely a 34 you could include. Hells? Oh, a tough race. Um, Flying Crazy's going well, but 60 kilos, so yeah, King of the Castle got to be a good chance. Just looking at the market, Spengler is the $4.80 favourite. Well, we opened up at $6 this morning, so it's been tried. King of the Castle, good news for you, Darren. That's been well tried as well. $8 into $6.50. It's a pretty settled trade away from it. Although highlights, the Oran Baker, 18 into 12 also. Very, you know, wide open market. Just a text for you, Davo. I, I need a university degree, boys, to work out Davo's crow this week. <laughs> no name you know on I'm the a bit of a, You know I'm a bit of a biased racing nerd, so I probably talk in a bit confusing sometimes in terms of the, the running line and all that. But running line basically means one off the fence, and, and that's how you kind of want to be in that running line train. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, happy, to, happy to switch if it's easier this week. That's okay, buddy. Well, on unspoken in race number seven, we better talk about it. If it's your crow, just wins, does it, Dover? I think so, yeah. Look, he's just perfectly placed here. He, he gets the right run just off the speed. He's up against a, a bunch of horses like Wild Planet. I can I can see he's a chance, but in the fair income department, he hasn't won since I was in primary school. Um, so, you know, it, it's just... I love these horses that are flying with big weights in benchmark races and the handicapper can't get them yet when they go straight to open. And he's just dominant on the data. He sits there, he sits in the first four or five and just peels out at the right time and should just go crunch. So, yeah, relatively confident that he gets the job done today. And um, I think, you know, he's got the best last 200 performance on the meeting there last time out and when you, when you adjust for distances. And off a slow tempo, uh, more tempo here, he's just going to get in that perfect spot and and uh, be launching at the right time. I kept looking at angles, uh, if I could work around unspoken, but geez, it's very hard to tip against. I've got him on top. I think Wild Planet will probably go through and get a, an easy time of it up on the lead, unless Banjo wants to kick up. So Wild Planet could be a chance. And Knight's Choice, uh, the... Uh, the the Winx Guineas winner uh, from the Sunshine Coast over this distance of a mile on a good track. I thought it was a very interesting runner. Uh, just 
completely run off its legs there first up at Ramwick over 1200 metres but up to the mile now this is obviously more of a, a target race I say for Knight's Choice I'll be putting it in my uh, quaddy or big six today which by the way this uh, big six uh, story well we could be set for another sad tale today because there's a jackpot of $50,000 I love playing it when that says little jackpots oh stand by watch this space Wendell mm. <laughs> getting involved uh, race seven Darren in the duet pool at the moment just having a look there oh, stop it <laughs> three, oh, three, stop it 370.50 <laughs> at the moment <laughs> Um, Earls, as I come back to you, buddy. Yeah, sorry, Remember Darren. what I said last week? I said, just be prepared, boys, that these pools will be uh, the equivalent, if not higher, of the win. And that's the way it turned out. I think those pools were closing, on average, about a million in the win and a million in the duet and a million in the quinella. <laughs> Outstanding. I love it, Darren. I love it that it's got you... Uh, nothing in the rest. Yeah, a little bit hot <laughs> under the collar. I love it. Um, Earls, your thoughts here and anything to add? I've got no idea what you're talking about because they just hung up on me, Nick and Steve. So, oh, uh, yeah. sorry, buddy. Sorry, man. <laughs> there he goes. Uh, well, I'll just read this out again because it's the Davo pile on this week on Behind the Gates. <laughs> Craig chimes in. Hi, Luke. Please reassure the other texter who was confused about Davo's early crow and wanting to get a university degree that I've got a double degree and studying for a master's and it confused me. That from Craig. <laughs> So Fair you're copying it, Davo. <laughs> you know what I love about this show and, and the listeners, and it's the same with me. If I if I make a mistake with something, we just pile on. We just hammer. We don't miss, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, we don't miss. If there's an opportunity, Davo, you just gave us an inch, and we've oh, taken a dead set mile, Davo. And that's fine. I'm happy to do that. I'll, I'll sit in <laughs> comfort that... Uh, the segment that I came in, uh, came up with, has taken the ratings to this show to a whole new level. Oh, Davo, <laughs> very harsh. Well, they're on the slide, I think. That's the mail. That's the mail. Is anyone out there? Hello. <laughs> we can say what we like here, guys. No one's listening. No one's listening, trust me. Uh, let's go to the next race that we'll talk about. And we are fast running out of time. Before we go there, Hurls, how's the multi going? Have we sold out just yet? Uh, let me tell you, uh, I'll just refresh to see if it's still open, $25 an accent nuts. You can still get on. Okay, beautiful. So that's still available. The last race. Actually, I might talk about the two-year-olds uh, because yes. it adds the interest, doesn't it? And, Darren, mm. I know you're a trial man. Um, you're a, you love it. Uh, Kirk and Plate, race one, the 300 is 260, 440 number two, agenda setter. Uh, 460 number three, Blue Illusion. Uh, just in case Hurls drops out, I'll just do the markets, all right? I'll just do the markets. <laughs> yeah, tell you what, they've got stuck into Blue Illusion this morning. 650 into 460, and the 300 just continues to drift. We went up 190 on Wednesday, 215 this morning. It's at the 260. It's been a really, really savage drift, and Blue Illusion been very well backed for Zach Lloyd. Wow. Darren, your thoughts? Okay, for a start, I can't have a bar of Blue Illusion. Mm. Ooh, okay. Why? Well, well, Why? Well, well, when you read about it at its very first start, pulled up make, making abnormal breathing noises, that doesn't bode well for a career. Uh, yeah, but that uh, was a while ago. They've obviously, well, what was that? I don't know. That was actually only, what, two weeks ago. Two weeks, I don't yeah. think it'd be going to the races if they hadn't sorted that out. Well, a breathing problem's a breathing problem. So, um, I don't know. They, they piled into it off a, a jump out. 
and uh, actually the boys showed the jump out on the form line uh, the other night and it was just a soft sort of jump out really it was cruising along and wasn't asked to do anything under race conditions it found nothing it had slow recovery i can't have a bar of this i'll be all over the waterhouse bot runner the 300 and i'm surprised at the price it's getting out to as well you can't take gay and adrian on with these two-year-olds this looked the part in its worry farm trial went to the front ran good figures and um, I'm, I'm surprised, I'm just hearing it's 260 now on Wednesday. I thought this might be too short to back, but I'm starting to bristle up a little bit. And I might have a saver on the stable, mate, Shangri-La Express. <laughs> Good. Flindell's bristling up, Davo. What are you doing here? Oh, look, it's not my race, is it at all? I'm, I'm a data man, and these uh, you, you're relying on your eye at the trials and then how far they've come forward and stable mail, maybe, and things like that. So I can't pen Blue Illusion, though, and the reason I say that is... I heard an interview with James Cummings before the horse's first start and he basically said that Reg Fleming down there at the Melbourne Stables hadn't been this excited about a two-year-old in some time. Um, so he's obviously one at home that's really jumped out of the ground and shown a heap and, and yeah, he pulled up with that uh, issue on debut. But sometimes, you know, you can just put the pen through that. He went too bad to be true and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give him another chance. So I think he's there. I'm... I'm with the 300, though. I think he's the one on top. I loved his trial. He ran time. He's strong through the line. And the Waterhouse and Botyard are just airborne. So he's the way I'll go. But I'm definitely wary of the Blue Illusion, for sure. Um, the only thing I'm thinking about, <coughs> Darren, that it could be, what if he just got his tongue over the bit and it's not an actual... Um, issue with his wind or breathing, it could just, I mean, it doesn't specify. We don't know why. No, well, he, yeah, well, that could be the case, um, but said, it hasn't been stated. Jock said abnormal breathing and not concentrating, um, plus it had a slow recovery. So we don't know. Uh, it's a concern. But what did he SP in that race? He was... 280. Okay, so, look, there's a bit of market confidence. And just on the back of Davo's point there that... Um, the team down in Melbourne are very excited about him. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautious. I'm, I'm sort of neutral on this race. So one could jump out of the ground without surprising Darren. Oh, well, uh, I'll stick by my original statement. Just keep punting up on the 300. Save on the stable, <laughs> mate. I love it, Darren. 260. This is getting out to a really good price now. It is. Uh, so Hurls, um, you mentioned the drift there, um, and they like the blue colours, uh, blue illusion. Yeah, clearly best backed. As I said, uh, well, we went up 6.50 this morning. It's now 4.60 and, yeah, it just continues to drift. Uh, 2.15 to 2.60. Always really important two-year-old racing, the uh, the betting, the moves, in my humble. So, and even closer to the start, depending on how they parade. Shane from Budrum, I don't care how confusing Brad's tips are. As long as they win, I don't care. Stay strong, Davo. So, Shane, leaping to your defence there, great man. Oh, it's nice. Uh, nice to have a supporter. There's uh, not many on the behind-the-gate tech line, so that's good. But uh, I love it that way. Boys, that's just about it. Show's flowing. Um, sorry for doing the early crow a bit earlier this week, Hurls, but I just couldn't wait any longer. I was just so excited to play that audio from last week. Uh, just some gold there. As I said, I would have been an absolute uh, genius had I got it, got it right. But anyway, uh, can we touch on the Caulfield Cup? Yeah, we can, mate. There's yeah. a text here about Valiant King. A listener's been texting all morning about this horse, um, mm -hmm. saying it's the biggest market mover since Wednesday. I think bet of the day, no wait, only concern, barrier one. So uh, the O'Brien horse is getting some love here on the text line, Hells. 
Yeah, it's been getting some love in the market also. It went up $21 on Wednesday. It's 9.50 to 10, back to $9. Now, for those that didn't hear uh, Warren Huntley and Mark uh, Hunter this morning, it was pretty important. They were saying that Gold Trip may not even start if that track gets too, uh, too firm. So it's a good four at the moment. He suggested, Luke, that if it got to a good three... Um, that's yeah, it would uh, would not run. It's currently the six dollar joint favourite with the other fights seven fifty to eight. We've got break up nine fifty to ten. Uh, six fifty to six. West wind blows. It's been well supported today, so it's joint favourite. Sulcum very steady as well at seven dollars. Hu Yamal at twelve dollars. And as I said, that money for Valiant King has been sustained twenty one dollars Wednesday nine fifty. $10 now back to $9. A really good addition of a Caulfield Cup. It's a, a cracking handicap race. What's your take, Dave? Yeah, it's a great race, but um, look, I'm, I'm no international form expert and I don't try to pretend to be either. Like, I, I'll go and have a look at the replay, sure, but if you don't follow them week in, week out, you don't know these horses inside out. It's hard to have a real strong opinion sometimes on these races. It's a lot easier on the Melbourne Cup because You've had a chance to, to see a, a few of them. Um, obviously, a few are still first up, but I rely, to be honest, I, I'll talk a lot more to international experts rather than rather than myself um, in a lot of these races because they know these horses inside out, and I'm not going to kid myself and just think I'm this, you know, this international race expert. I wouldn't watch a race overseas a year. It doesn't interest me at all until these races come around. So, you know, we've seen West Wind blows. I'll go that way just simply because we've seen him. Thought he was terrific in the in the Turnbull and wide and and working and, and didn't 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 really or shouldn't have been boxing on like he did. I thought it was a terrific run and the pile driver form overseas at twenty four hundred reads well. So I'll go that way. But I can understand you know the 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 support for for a stack of them. You know, break up the Japanese horse. They always run well over here. Um, Valiant King that that lightweight, the, the good form lines overseas. I can understand all the, the different angles here and. Um, for me, that they're just really difficult to, to decipher. But I'll go West Wind Blows. I'm against Gold Trip. I just think he got the right run the other day and he was a bit flattered. And uh, I just think, you know, he doesn't win often and getting fast off that one run. And, um, yeah, I mean, you run well. He ran so well in the course of the Cup last year. But I just think he's, uh, he's a little bit aggressively priced and he'll continue to drift a bit. Right, okay. I'm with Brad there. West Wind Blows, that'll be my pick for the race. And I know um, Chris Waller in his piece that he does on a weekly basis with Charlie Duckworth a little while back was suggesting that Fran uh, Francesco Guardi will win the Caulfield Cup and start favourite for the Melbourne Cup. And I don't think that was tongue-in-cheek. Oh, careful, Dave. Oh, what's that? Keep it straight. What's happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is everything all right, Brad? Not me. Oh, OK. Hey, Hells, you tooting your own horn there, Hells. Well, I usually am, but I wasn't then. <laughs> Not sure what that was, boys. <laughs> Maybe no. Chris Waller arranged to have me muted out then so <laughs> his statement couldn't be <laughs> repeated. <laughs> well, on that, Crackers in Albury just said, Marlow, it's Waller's day. Francesco Guardi will surprise you all. And what about Riff Rocket last start, guys, uh, running there again today? Gee whiz. Darren, it went like a, went like a rocket. Yes, yes, it certainly did. Um, that was my early pick for the spring champion when that was the script. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Boys, that'll do us. Darren, good calling today, mate. Thanks for the fun today. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun, boys. Let's hope we can uh, make some money. Yeah, let's hope so, mate. Hopefully that multi-lobs as well. Brad Davidson, you enjoy your day. Give us your best. Uh, actually, Darren, are you still there? 
if he isn't gone, no, I'll get his best for Randwick. Otherwise, um, I'll just get yours, Brad. But what's your top pick for, for the Randwick meeting today, Davo? Uh, yeah, it'd be unspoken um, for sure. I think the best around the country is at Rockhampton, though. Amrath, he, uh, looks a, she looks a progressive mare that went up there. First win in North Queensland was in outstanding figures. Beat the second horse by four. He's come out and won. And you got the old-fashioned two-horse race there today in bold, bold and style. And um, I want to clearly be in the camp of Amrath. So I thought it was the best anywhere and uh, unspoken the best. And just before I go, just to mention as well, if you're looking for a roughie in the Caulfield Cup, I think Who Your Mal will run really well. He's... Had a bit of sharpness in his legs. He gets out to 2,400 now and just a bit of different form there too. Throw him in your exotics there, who you mail in the Caulfield Cup. Champion Davo, have a good one. Thanks, guys. Darren's kindly hung around. Mate, I forgot to mm. get your best before you go. Um, my best is Epicus, race three, number 10. I'm very keen on the 300 in the first, race one, number eight. And my each way bet, King of the Castle, race nine, number 10, the big dance. Wild card. Yeah, good, I so, like. So we've got the big dance, the little dance, the barn dance. I'm wondering if we're going to have the Elaine Bennis dance. <laughs> you never know, Darren. <laughs> you just never know, mate. You have a good day. <laughs> and don't forget Dark Halo will beat Facile in Melbourne. Oh, we won't forget that. That's your crow. Uh, we'll be back next week with our early crows to recap and fire a few new ones. Hurls, that's uh, the show for another week, mate. You have a good Saturday. Yeah, you too. Just a reminder, Five Diamonds Prelude and the Caulfield Cup today run second to tenth and you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. Granwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm today. Uh, if your horse runs second or third in races one to six, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. What could you really be spending your money on for free and confidential support? Call 1-800-858-858. Should be a beauty of a day, Lucas. Sun is shining tomorrow. Beach weather again, 30 degrees. Outstanding. How good is it, Hurls? You have a great weekend. So to uh, to everyone, our listeners, thanks for your contribution to the show on Behind the Gates for another week. Simon Harrison's in the chair to guide you through the rest of the show on Sky Sports Radio. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. Hi, my name's Bradley Madden. I'm the owner of Prime Prey Canine Nutrition. Jack came to us four years ago through Nova and, you know, we haven't looked back. Keeps everything stocked up, keeps all the, all the shop clean. Yeah, he's there to do it. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. At TAB, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the Caulfield Cup and Five Diamonds Prelude at Randwick this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. TAB, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Ready to run. He's parading really nicely. Stand by. Ready to go. Set now. Good line. Couple of them very edgy. Lose in motion. All in. Wait for a time. Get ready for the roll. They're off and pacing. Down and out of the gate. And the favourites found the lead. Welcome to Australia's most comprehensive racing coverage. She's winding up and have a look at a go. Still a leader. He's flat out. But look at this go. This is unprecedented. Bounce. Races away. Can they get past him? Hanging on. Hanging on. Here she comes and there she goes. She just keeps fighting. She's Fair in the Durban Cup. Another sensational performance. She's the queen of the coast. A very exciting.
exciting filly. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the National Racing Service with Simon Harrison. And a very good morning to you. Lovely to have your company. My thanks uh, to Luke Marlowe for the earlier part of the morning. Uh, standing by is Paul Ambrosoli for the weekly The Bortley Quiz. And uh, the question Paul was going to ask today is, what question do you think we're going to ask? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Paul Ambrosoli, good morning to you. <laughs> That's one of the... I've always wanted to things. ask that question. <laughs> you've always wanted to ask it, and you've asked it. <laughs> Even though we haven't got an answer, but you've asked it. So you've got your halfway there. Yeah, exactly. Have you on the program, old buddy. Val, good to see you. Yeah, and, you too, uh, Paul. Uh, so you'll be interested in something I've got to say right, very shortly. Uh, and a very good morning to everybody. Very good morning. Beautiful Australian day and the great Australian winemaker, De Bortoli, bring you this part of the program every Saturday at around 11 o'clock. If you ring the following phone number, you have a chance of winning a twin pack of beautiful Windy Peak wine by De Bortoli, 13 5353. 13 53 53. And I suppose you could agree, uh, Simon, that what with Caulfield Cup Day on today, uh, there is plenty of history around. As a matter of fact, talking about history, I, I'm sure that uh, Ray Hadley will be listening to us this morning. Uh, so he'll be tuned into his, his favourite part of the show. Uh, and because today's quiz could be very appropriate to the way he's been handling and talking to uh, all the politicians this week, I've given permission for you, Raymond, to be allowed to win today's De Bortley quiz. You're normally barred today, you're allowed to win, and God, I'm good to you. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, you're, uh, you've always said one of your favourite Caulfield Cup winners was Grey Boots. Well, there was a few of them. Uh, I, I, the Caulfield Cup was never my race. I just couldn't. I just couldn't find the winner of it. You know, uh, I, I really couldn't. Um, it, it, it was one. There were a few of them along the way, Simon. But gee whiz, I can't remember them off the top. Uh, but it was just never my race. I was always struggling to get the first leg in of the double, you know, the Caulfield <laughs> Melbourne Cup doubles. And that was the biggest thing. Of the, you know, I'd been taking them for months beforehand, and I don't think I ever won one yet. Uh, so, yeah, but, you know, it, it's it's a great race, the Caulfield Cup. Mm. It really is a great race. But I just could never get my... I just couldn't get my hand on it at any stage. I, I mean, I personally think that gold trip is a stone of uncertainty. That's hard to... Something to say in a Caulfield Cup, and you've got the, the winner... You know, the, 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 your pick carry the weight is, but by golly, the runs have been fantastic of, uh, of Gold Trip, absolutely brilliant, but mm. that's dependent upon him starting. Yes, and, uh, I saw David used to said only, what, a couple of hours ago that even though he's in the field now, if they were to get an upgrade to a good three, there's still a possibility that they'd pull him out. I would say, that I would honestly say that if it goes to, uh, if it goes to a good three, they will scratch him. Genius, I, I really yeah. believe they will. I, uh, that, that's, that's how much, you know, sometimes uh, it's you know it's what the animal tells you, and doesn't matter about money or anything like that. It's what the animal tells you, and uh, they know how they know absolutely everything. They're under they're under scrutiny twenty four hours a day. The horses, so they know when when they're suited and unsuited. And if he's you know if he gets scratched today, that's so be it. They they're looking after the horse. That's the most important feature. Got to turn the uh, market on its head, wouldn't it? Imagine that. Well, it will turn the market on its head, but. Uh, it had turned the market further on its head if they started him and he jarred up and that was the end of the section. Mm. He was out for the, for the rest of the season. I mean, that would really stir everything up. 
So, you know, think of it both ways, and that, that's the point. But I, you know, I, I, I honestly think if it gets to a good three, I honestly think they'll scratch it. Yeah. Anyways, be that as it may, you know, that, that's the way we, uh, that's the way we're allowed to do this. Okay. So now, I, I've, I've, by the way, I was talking about Ray Hadley there a minute ago. Hey, listen, Raymond, considering your poor young 2GB barely out of nappies compared to this radio station, 2KY, which this month celebrates, yes, celebrates its 98th year producing great radio. 98 years, Simon. We've been hanging around. Yeah, incredible. <sighs> 98 years. God, I wonder what the first program was like. Oh. I can't think of it. There'll be something about the trades and, li- trades and labour mob, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> so, okay, so now for another bit of history. Today's question. I remember the very first time I walked down this famous landmarks corridors. I was about 12 or 14 with my father. I remember walking the corridors and wondering how it was still standing. The place was an absolute firebox. I still don't know how it stood all the years it did. Oh, yeah? It would never have stood today's restrictions. Now, I'm racing at Randwick. What is my name? And I take you back to the final clue. I take you back to 1959 and Rush Cutters Bay and the Sydney Stadium for the first public appearance of this song, 135353, I'm racing today at Randwick. What's my name? Oh, you make me want You're tapping your toe on a Saturday morning, doesn't it, Paul? <laughs> oh, mate. I would love to play that from top to bottom because the crowd, you, people don't, like, you, people wouldn't realise what the Sydney Stadium was like. The Sydney Stadium was unique. I don't think there's ever been another place like it, but it was, it was unique because it had a, circu- a circular stage which turned the whole time during the performance. So wherever you were sitting, at some stage, the, the, the show would pass you. And this circular stage, I don't, know, I don't think there's anyone that's like it these days. It was the circular stage, and it revolved, not circular, revolved. That's a, it revolved around in front of you. And, you know, so everybody saw who was ever on at some stage. And, you know, like, and, oh, it was, you know, it, he, that was the first time he'd performed that show. Uh, in public, it was the first time, and uh, of course, you want if you want to have a look at try, try and find it because Pee Wee Wilson and the Deltones, <laughs> they looked as though they were deep in concentration because they never cracked it for a lay, never cracked it for a smile at any stage of the song. <laughs> uh, we've got a uh, we've got our winner, Paul. It wouldn't be very hard to find the winner, would it? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, first, first of all, the, the, the answer is shout about it. The, uh, shout about it in race number one. I'm glad you said that because normally I forget it. Um, <laughs> shout about it in race one. Who was the winner? John from Ferry Bay. Gee. I don't think we've had John from Ferry Bay 
John from Fairy Bay has won the, uh, the, the Bortley quiz this morning by correctly answering Shout About It uh, as our winning answer this morning for the question. Yes, that's good. Good on you, John. There'll be a, a couple of bottles of the famous Windy Peak to go to you. And uh, I certainly, I don't hope you'll enjoy them. I know you will enjoy them because I always enjoy them. I've been enjoying a bit of the Chardonnay the last week or so. Uh, and I normally drink the Pinot Grigio, as everybody on this program would know by now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so there's uh, three whites, three reds, a lovely Pinot Noir, a very nice Chardonnay. They're all part of the Windy Peak range from De Bortoli. Yes, shout about it in race number one, obviously, was the name. Shout by Johnny O'Keefe and the Deltones. Gee whiz, it takes you back. Oh, the, the, the stadium, the fights that I'd go to. <laughs> Mother McCree. It's memories. It's, it's, it's history. And that's what the Caulfield Cup's all about today also. Thank yeah. you, Simon. Good I on know you, we've got South Australia standing in the wings, swearing and cursing because we've taken too long. <laughs> but uh, enjoy the racing today. Good morning, all. I will. Thank you, Paul. You too. There he is, the one and only Paul Ambrosoli. Now, let's take a look at South Australian racing in Adelaide today at Warfordville. The rail is out three between the 1,200 and the winning post. It's true for the remainder, and the track rating is a good four. Peter Ellis, good morning to you. Good morning, Simon. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, what did you make of the Warfordville program today? Yeah, it's, it's a good program. It's tough. Uh, there's quite a few lightly race types that have got good futures, so... Uh I think we'll learn plenty uh, win or lose or draw, so uh, something to look forward to. It's no Caulfield Cup on the program, but it's, a, yeah. it's quite a respectable program, yeah. Hey, just off the top, what are you, are you, you're a fan of your, your international horses and you follow the form very closely. Uh, are you selecting one of those to win the Caulfield Cup today? No, I'm with Montefilia. I backed the last year mm. and she probably should have won. She's sort of got lost on the turn and she seems to be going as well as ever and... Uh, so I'm on her at the sort of 12 to 1. What yeah. about yourself? Yeah, she's got each way value. I I, um, I did like without a fight. I got a bit gun shy when I heard the news about him pulling up lame on Thursday, but they have passed him, so I'm sure he's OK. But like you, I've just had a, I've had a small each way bet on Montefilia just in, in case she's the uh, the quality, and she's the only mare in the race too as well. Who knows? Yeah, she was good the other day. Probably should have won by three, so she's had, that, she's had a nice prep. Uh, last year the track was soft, so I think it probably suits her, you know, a drying track this time. And, Unfortunately, Nash is not riding her, but Blake Chin, uh, you'll lose nothing there. So no. she'll get a, a lovely run midfield, and uh, it'll be a big result for, for you long. So they would have paid, I don't know what they paid for, but they would have paid a fair bit of money for us. So, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting race. The, the imports are obviously, uh, uh, they had a lot of interest, particularly the Japanese and, you know, the J J Joseph O'Brien's pair, and of course, Solcombe's a former English horse, been here for a while, another one of Wallace, and the one you mentioned without a fight. So, of course, he pulled up sore after the Melbourne Cup, but I was I was in Brisbane when he went up there. He was very impressive winning there. So, uh, so he's a horse, a high caliber horse, that's for sure. It's a very interesting race. Yes, it is. It's a fascinating race. I'm uh, really looking forward to the Caulfield Cup, five fifteen this afternoon. Now, let's take a look at Morfittville. Uh, the first race is the Triple M handicap over two thousand and six metres. The one scratching here is number three, Ryan Wayne, and with the tab fixed, Pete uh, five lights of Broadway. The Andrew Lewis runner is. The $2.45 over 4XO Pippi 4.20 and two uh, Soamis at $4.40. But Lights of Broadway currently a favourite at two forty. Yeah, short enough. She's a real staying car. We're just away from those three. So I'm with Lloyd Goldsberg. At, uh, the hurdler has had two runs back. Um, both very good. Runs six to Caulfield at 101 to shock him over who won through the week. 
then went to Murtoa, uh, got run down by that Poison Chalice, you know, one of the heats to the country final at Flemington, and Poison Chalice were one of the favourites in that, so he looks like he's going better than ever. I'm happy to go with him. Lights of Broadway, the obvious danger. Just missed a strat over the mile out to the 17 and caller there and won easily with the blinkers on. Exo Pippi uh, hit the line strongly with his last three runs, so you can imagine the 2,000 certain times. Uh, just scraped home the other day on the park circuit, so I've got a slight query at the 2,000, but happy to go with the one to beat five, four and two. So one over five, four, two there in the first. Over to race number two. This one's over 1,100 metres. Take out number six, Nasho. And with the tab fixed on this race, two deep float diva is $2.30. One Wiggum is $3. And seven kinetic jewel is at four twenty. But two thirty here, yeah. deep float diva. Yeah, I, I'm with you just, uh, just at the weights. I think the top two are pining out. Uh, um, was a dashing win there on debut with the bridge desk was out the back and just raced right away so that was a thousand I think the 1100's perfect they can't knock Wiggum two wins in a uh, second and a three start very impressive winning first up carrying the 60 and a half got the same weight here Kinetic Jewel just missed the start on debut and hit the line well and then led throw out on the parks at its most recent and Christabel's very honest, so it's worth including in the first four tries. Two one seven eight. So two one seven eight eight there in race two over to the third event. This one's a handicap over eighteen hundred. Uh, there's no scratchings. Two pudding is three dollars forty. Four Montepulciano is three dollars seventy, and three Adelaide Ace is three dollars and ninety cents. But pudding is the three dollar forty favourite. Yeah, what's that line? Ace got form in better race in Victoria when he was only top because he ran fourth on the Heatherlifter emissary Shiraz. The two runs in Adelaide for uh, for the Clark, for Will Clark, and they've both been well. The most recent was a very good effort there in the in the Murray Bridge Cup over the mile went six. So I think out to the eighteen suits him. They're putting the danger, he's fitted for three runs from a break. It went six of ten last season, so as you can see, he got plenty of ability. Monte Pulciano is a back marker, but. Been in the Cornellary's past six, so he'd be running on strongly again. And clever man's the value. Just picked up Blake Round in the Murray Bridge Cup. He did win four in the Toronto 2000 plus last prep, so the 1800 will help him here. I was three, two, four, and one. Three, two, four, one in the third race. Uh, now across to race four, the dominant handicap over 2,006 metres. The scratching is eight. Bossy Riches. Two Silent Sorrento is at $2.90. One Does It is $4.80. Six Ichiban San at six fifty, and five Ammo Amour at seven fifty. Seven dollars as well. What's the name, George, in the market number nine? But two ninety for Silent Sorrento. Yeah, they've been the favourite. It gets a stride trip here. Simon had said uh, a few runs back. It was in the Balaclava Club to Leon McDonald and also in the Murray Bridge Cup. They're all nice efforts. Wasn't beaten that far. And last time was over 2,000 at Morphia 1 by 5. So I thought it was probably the better of the day. But what's the name, George, uh, for the Cornella? I just stepped up in the 1550, the 1950, the 400-metre jump and just battled on well with the 61. So dropped 6 kilos here. Does it? Got an overdue win there in the parks, but lucky to win when he scraped home. And uh, Vino Di Casa Nostra in career best form. It's a place chance, but pretty keen on the two to be 9-1 and 7. 2 nine, one, seven, over to race 5. This one's 1,100 metres, a heat of the Guitra series. Take out number 2, H2O. This market's got 5 vanilla, 2-10. Uh, 4 Karakasu, 3-40. One struck by 6-50 and 6 bubble over at $9. But 2-10, Anilla. Yeah, it's a good race. I think it's short enough. It's the one to beat. It's got really solid Victorian form. 
a win in three places in his last four starts. That's the four runs his prep. Most recent was a Flemington in that big field behind the promising electric impulse. So I'm happy to go with uh, with him. Got Karakazoo the danger, very consistent. Winner over the course and distance two ago. Back to the thousand, got a mile back on the parks last night. Flew home, went second, so a while back taunting. Track by is a classy sprinter mile. I expect to see him at Flemington over the carnival. He's good fresh. And I thought Rich Gina will improve over the shorter trip. This went way too hard in front of the bridge last start and obviously tired went forward. It's a 20 to 1 pop. And a bit of value there tries. And first four is 5417. 5417 to race six. This one's over the mile. Take out three Dun Alley and seven Splashback. Five Bit of a Rebel is at $2.50. St. Sue Kingsford is four forty. One Yuri Royale is six fifty and two Dr. DD is eight dollars. Two fifty for Bit of a Rebel. Yeah, that's there, my four. It's just a it's a tough race. I found and I struggle a bit with it. Bit of a Rebels only had the five runs, uh, won a couple, both on his own track at Strathalp and was good on the parks the other day, battled on well behind Take Me North. So Kingsford, uh, it's a, a one at 56 rate of race at Gawler, but uh, last time in did run fifth in the Port Guineas in the, in the field of 14, so doesn't have to improve to winning this. Yuri Royals down in grade, and I thought Dr. DD's sort of country cup specialist had a couple of runs from a break. Wasn't a bad effort there at Mount Gambia last start when runner-up on 5812. 5812, race seven is over 1,200. Take out number one, Apache Star. It's the opening leg of the Adelaide Quaddy. And very open too. Nine toes and water is 440. Eight Miss Remsky is 460. Three Anjo Pin and six Bulls on Parade, both at $6. But currently, toes and water is the $4.45. Yeah, so I'm with Sabermatic. Toes and Water and Sabermatic both won at Gawler on the, the holiday Monday there. Um, he was struggling on soft tracks, so they went to that race at Gawler on a firm three and uh, just sent out the back, dashed away and won easily. So he does race well at Mockville. Toes and Water, the obvious danger. Uh, he was pretty good winning there and possibly in the worst part of the track. Bulls on parade. Uh, it was written cold when it won its maiden at Mockville. That was on debut. And then much closer box seated the other day, but... Just a battling uh, six behind Priscilla's choice. And Ms. Remsky down in grade, certainly a chance. But that was five, nine, six and eight. Five, nine, six, eight. Two, race eight. The junction handicap is over the mile. Take out five lines. 13, Pawani and 16, Saporia. Uh, two, Pointless Praise is 4.40. Nine, Episodic is 4.60. Four, Dazzling Prospect is $5. 12, Jewel Fuel is $6.50. But 4.40 for Pointless Praise. Yeah, I'm epis, epis, what is, what is it, Simon Epis... Ep, Episodic? Simon, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, episodic, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, it, It's a maiden in a class one, which is probably never ideal, but the, the key to, to her, she's crying out for the 1600. She flew home behind a, a really short price for able to lose some win more at Montville last Saturday, so I'm happy to go with, with her. I've got Andrew's memory at odds of danger. Just got back in a messy race there at the bridge. Just had two runs back. He ran fourth in the uh, in the Morfield Guineas over the mile last prep. Uh, dazzling prospect, um, suited certainly in a in a class one, being placed at last six and was a big run first up and pointless praise. An easy winner first up off a long break at Strats, so you certainly have to include at the five. But I was with the nine to be one four and two. So nine one four two to race nine over the thousand and fifty. Take out three Jaminga, nine Roxy Blue, ten suggestive miss and eleven fields of Athenry. Uh, now with the turn pick studs here, our favourite. 
is number 13, Aviatrix, at $2. A flip of the coin odds. For Foxy Families at $5. And one Miss Buccini is at $5.50. But $2 here for Aviatrix. Yeah, you'd expect it to drift a little bit. It's raised as much tougher than that. And with Foxy Fems, been in the money six or seven, absolutely luckless his last couple. Was caught wide and two runs of the parks. And the bridge the other day just got a mile back and flew home. Run third to Aztec Dancer, but should have won. So I'm happy to go with, with her to beat the favourite. The favourite went to the bridge, was well back to one accordingly from out to back there over the thousand. Miss Machini's down in grade as a winner over the course and distance. And uh, Aztec Dancer's on a hat trick. Uh, with two strong wins at Morphville and one at the bridge. So I'm four, 13, one and two. Four, 13, one and two. And race 10, the last is over 1,050. Take out 11, which is Nudge him Along. And three, Shag Ripper is 240. Two, Press Down is 390. One, Lonra Dix at 550. But Shag Ripper currently favourite. Yeah, I'm with uh, the two. They both resume and uh, they both actually had runs in... In Melbourne, um, Sharipa run fourth at Flemington there behind Legio 10 after wins at uh, Morphville and the Park Circuit. So I'm happy to go with it. Did win a barrier trial. Press down, uh, come through that race at Flemington, but it also uh, performed well um, at Corpy and run third. Of course, we can see there's a chance in a decent race today with Cattell and Kin in that same race. So uh, I think they run the Quinella. Another one resuming is the Victorian who shot Susie. She's got really solid form. And on road deck, she can't knock him. Hasn't missed the place this, this prep, and he's certainly a proven weight carrier. But I'm, I'm happy to go with the up and comers. Three to beat two, five, and one. Three, two, five, one. What was the best on the card in that? I'm pretty keen on Silent Sorrento, uh, Simon, in race four, number two, and the backup would be race three, number three, Adelaide Ace. I notice Andrew Lewis has got a runner in the thousand guineas today. Lovely looking. Have you got a, a handle on her? Yeah, well, she's been going really well. She just keeps stepping up, so uh, it's. Uh, it's it's not the strongest guineas pre well, of course the guineas used to be over and done and dusted well by now but uh, mm. yeah it's, it's certainly she's promising and heading, heading in the right direction yeah in the thousand guineas prelude there that is uh, race yeah, number five yeah, so the guineas I think so in about a month's time yeah that's that's uh, right and the Rupert, same day, the Rupert, Rupert Clark, Clark yeah yeah same day so yeah they're playing around with things a bit we'll see if it works but that's the uh, the prelude today yeah but anyway good stuff alright Pete well thanks very much for your time enjoy the day and Enjoy the Caulfield Cup later on, as I know you will. Yeah, yeah it's certainly it's, it's going to be a good day. So and there's a bit happening in Sydney as well, as there always is, Simon. So plenty to keep you occupied. Of course, the Magpies haven't spoken to the Magpies won the play. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Good, goodness gracious, you would have been over the moon. Just imagine the house parties going off in Collingwood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never watched the, the the game live. I watched it about seven o'clock that night. <laughs> Just, uh, too stressful. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. it was a great it was a great match. So that was that was a plus. Yeah, so. Good stuff. Well done. Thanks very much, Pete. Have a great day. Thanks, Simon. All the best. Peter Ellis here, a uh, devout uh, Collingwood Magpies fan, of course. We'll take a quick break. I'm ready for the rematch. Australia, no excuses. UFC 294, Markachev versus Volkanovski, Sunday morning. Order a main event with KO Sports. No subscription needed. The Australian Women's Health Diary, packed with expert health advice, important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports breast cancer research. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths and participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com. Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast, Monday morning from 5.30. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. At Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. 
Bet fixed odds on the Caulfield Cup and Five Diamonds Prelude at Randwick this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. My name is Gina Lulidakis. I'm the restaurant owner of Cove Bar and Grill. When you have uh, new trainees, the amount of work that goes into it with Nova because they've assisted us has just been a godsend. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Best bets, late mail, market movers and the complete racing coverage. The National Racing Service. Yes, uh, welcome back. And joining me from the tab now is uh, Tim Owens. Tim, good morning to you. Good morning, Simon. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks. So you're all geared up for a, uh, a big day uh, in Sydney and in Melbourne, of course. Yeah, big day all around. We've got some nice big fields in the city. Uh, plenty of money going around this morning, so looking forward to it, Simon. Let's take a look at where the money has gone. Uh, so for the first race at Randwick, the James Squire Kirkham Plate, it's due in one hour and six minutes from now. It's for the two-year-olds here over 1,000 metres. What's happening, race one? Yeah, very interesting betting market, actually. Uh, we put up the favourite, the 300, uh, very short earlier in the week at $1.90. It's been a very heavy drifter, actually now out to $2.70. I think we probably were a bit conservative with its price earlier in the week and put it up a bit short, but I think now at $2.70, I don't think it'll get too much bigger. Just obviously well-educated, Gay Waterhouse, Barrier 1, uh, will be hard to run down off what we saw at the trial. So we're pushing it out, but I think it's not going to get out too much further than $2.70. Agenda said of the other second pick earlier in the week, it's actually actually been a heavy drifter as well sort of 380 out to 460 this morning so we're happy to lay it and we're continuing to push it out with the rest of the market the best back runner here and the reason for those two drifts on the favorites really has been the go here for blue illusion uh was eight dollars sort of uh one stage yesterday now all the way into four dollars 20 did start very short in melbourne on debut and I uh, didn't run well there, but obviously uh, with that sort of SP below $3 in a listed race on debut, obviously there's an opinion of the horse and the money today suggests that it's going to run well. So happy to cop the tip there and uh, keep Blue Illusion a touch safe in the first. Okay, uh, that's race number one. Over to race number two, this is the 1800-metre tab highway. Yes, Amaranth certainly does look hard to beat our favourite. It was very good against the bias last start. It's proven in highway grade at this sort of track and distance. 
Uh, the only concern is we'll be probably three-back defence and need luck at some stage, uh, being a back marker. I think short enough now at $3.20, however. I think punters might get 350 or so late. Has been enough money around this race for the Matthew Dunn pair in Who Dat and I Am Good At This. So happy to respect the money there. And we know Matt Dunn's proven in these highways. And the other one here, Lawyer's Delight, been well-specced this morning, sort of $19 into $15. Uh, should appreciate the rise and trip here and maps well from the gate. So just at the price, we'll be happy to take on this favourite Amaranth little. Think it gets back out to three fifty or so. OK. Uh, over to the third event, and this is the 1,400-metre midway. Yeah, certainly a tricky midway this week, open as we usually see. We are reasonably happy to take on Peace Officer in this race, as we did last start. Uh, well exposed to this sort of a grade, and though did have to get probably a bit further back last start than it will today, he did find a rail there, which was an advantage of the day. On the day, sorry. We did see him drift last start from uh, sort of a similar price, and I think we'll see the same today. Been slowly drifting this morning. I think he'll get out to close to $5 late. The one we had were keen on here was Epicus, and it's sort of now at that 460 range, could challenge for favouritism later. Had no luck first up, running home well, and gets the right run here from barrier one. So certainly hard to beat Epicus, and we think it will start favourite. The other one we thought could run well and has been specced at a price is Extra Revs. Another one uh, should be building in fitness this preparation, but happy to take on Peace Officer in race three, Simon. Okay, take on the Peace Officer there, number five in the third average to race four. This one for ACY Connect, it's over 2,000 metres. Yes, and Mark West is our favourite, $2.10. Was a better price earlier in the week. We uh, had it more like a 250, sort of 270 chance. I'm not sure it'll get out that far, but I think it does get out a bit from the $2.10. Just starting to get up in the weights, a month between runs here. They did try well in between. The map's not perfect from gate eight and has drawn inside at its last three starts at Rose Hill. Now needs to take that form to Randwick. So we just think short enough at $2.10 Mark West. Be happy to take it on a little. Stroke of luck here, second up, uh, chance on best form, been well back throughout the week. Whereas Pia Rossa was the other one, uh, should get the same run as it did last start. Was beaten by Mark West prior to that, but I uh, think today gets the better run in transit than Mark West and can possibly turn the tables. So happy to take on the favourite Mark West and race four, Simon. Okay, and there that uh, in the uh, in the fourth event over to race five and the opening leg of today's big six is the precise air handicap over twelve hundred. Yes, and we're very happy to take on this favourite commemorative Simon and actually going to make her our lay of the day. We just feel uh, found the rail on debut at Canterbury. was obviously impressive, but beat nothing, and the form hasn't stacked up too well out of that race. Big step up in class here to a Saturday race at just his second, uh, just the second start against the older mares. Draws awkwardly and meets some nice season Saturday horses here. So we just think uh, we just pushed it out from two dollars to two dollars fifteen. Think it'll continue to drift, and punters might get something like two dollars thirty later today. Uh, Kazoo, we were looking to keep a little safe here, been trialling up well and uh, has a very strong SP profile for this sort of a race. 
whereas Rain Beal been contesting harder races at her last couple and blinkers on now are a positive. So just thought there are enough reasons to take on commemorative here. Obviously, a lot of people have been waiting for this filly to return for a long time, but we're happy to uh, bet top price at tab.com.au about commemorative. Okay, that's race five. Race six is uh, a benchmark 78, tab at 1100. Yes, uh, scratching is important here with the leader and an on-pacer coming out. Smashing Eagle, our favourite, uh, sort of price been jumping sort of between three fifty and $3 throughout the week. Currently uh, $3.50. We are a touch against him at that sort of a price. We probably did bet a bit bigger of a price earlier in the week at $6, but just thought he'd get out to sort of more around the, the fourth four dollar four twenty range here. Just uh going to get back on a a race with where we don't see a lot of speed with those scratchings coming out. So happy to take on Smashing Eagle here. Uh contemporary we weren't too keen on either to be honest. Trialing okay but We'll get back here and has only ever won a maiden in class one race. So just think this is might be a bit tough for it first up. Whereas the one we were looking to keep a touch safe was Dashing Legend. Perfect. Looks well placed in this sort of a grade. Uh, trialling well and at obviously drawn gate one. So hard to beat Dashing Legend. Happy to take on Smashing Eagle here. Okay. So Smashing Eagle there in uh, that you're taking on there in race number six over to race seven, which is the first leg of this afternoon's quaddy. And this is the Robrick Lodge for Lonte Handicap over the mile. Yes. Uh, Unspoken has been very well backed in this race. Currently $2.15. We actually had it marked sort of more like a 250 to 270 chance. So we do think it will get out a bit from the current price. Just not sure. Obviously won its last two, but uh, I think this is a better race than what it is race there. And the format of those could be a bit suspect. And also been given every chance at those past couple. So just think at $2.15, a bit of a risk. Wild Planet should run well here. Uh, obviously has raced in better races than this in the past. Has shown something like its old form at its past couple and hasn't had a lot of luck as well. So can or should race somewhere on the, uh, up on the speed here. So happy to take on Unspoken. The other one was Knight's Choice here. Uh, drawn well, gets in with the 52 kilos and should appreciate the rise and trip. Has always been a promising horse and has been well back this morning. So keeping Knight's Choice and Wild Planet a touch safe while taking on this favourite Unspoken. Yeah, Wild Planet. Uh, in fact, Wild Planet's last win was on this day three years ago in the Moonga Stakes at Caulfield. Uh, so it's been a while in between drinks, but you certainly do get the feeling that uh, might be building to another win. Let's uh, move Move along now to the second leg of the quaddy. Uh, and here, Tim, we've got the five diamonds prelude. Yeah, it's a very good race. We're actually opposed to most of those in the market here. Uh, Democracy Manifest, Coda Hill, Waterford. We were happy to lay all three of those. Just concerns here about the map and think they'll get too far back. Uh, Detonated Jack was probably the one we were looking to keep a touch safe. Uh had a run in Sydney now, drawing gate one, building in fitness throughout the preparation and should be better here out in distance. Converge, we thought, was the best horse in the race and needs to be respected. Has been a touch easy throughout the week, but we won't be letting it get out too much further. So basically, yeah, we're happy to... I'd say probably the one we're looking to take on the most is Coda Hill. Now, $4 has been well back throughout the week, but 
just obviously a, a touch unlucky last start, but just think uh, this is too open and a better race than what it faced last start, so happy to take it on at the $4. Okay, that's uh, the main race of the day, and the other big one today will be race nine, the big dance wildcard race over the mile. Yes, uh, it's certainly another competitive race. Spangler has been very well backed here this morning, sort of $6 all the way into close to $4. We have to be thinking that sort of price is pretty much rock bottom and think he'll get back towards the $5 range, possibly even towards that $6 late. Just another one, a race where we're happy to lay a few of those likely to get back. And we know Spangler's a horse that uh, from the barrier, barrier 11, will probably have to get back a fair way today. Flying Crazy uh, has 60 kilos here. Obviously, uh, been good at its past couple, but just think it's under the odds at single-figure price. Whereas if there was one we're happy to keep a little safe here, it's probably uh, King of the Castle from the inside gate. Has been well back throughout the week, sort of $11 range into $7. Uh, should get the right run here up to the mile from gate one. Just think uh, it could be the value in the race at that $7. But happy to take on particularly Spangler in race nine, Simon. Okay, take on Spangler there in the big dance wild card. And the last on the card, Tim, is race number 10. It's the 1,200-metre tab handicap. Yes, uh, good betting race to finish us off. Tri-State, our favourite, has been well back this morning, sort of around the 440 range now into $3.80. We have to be thinking that's a rock bottom price there and think we'll get back out to something like that 440, maybe 460 later today. Just had all favours leading last time out. I think this is a tougher race and drawn wide today. So uh, where it gets to in the run, not entirely sure. Might There is a fair bit of speed drawn underneath, so may need to work. And I just don't think it'll have an easier task as it did last time. So have to think it's under the odds at $3.80. Extremely lucky, obviously uh, well in the market at its past few starts and they probably had aims on a better race than this when Chris Waller first picked the horse up. But uh, I just think it's well found at the $7, another horse that's probably going to get back today. And on its on its past run, last run in particular, it's very tough to get it that short. If there was one we liked here, probably much, much better. Uh, drawn well in gate four, uh, sat outside the lead in a fast-paced race first up uh, and gets the claim for Anna Roper, who's been riding very well in a return from injury and had some good bookings today uh, at Randwick. So happy to keep much, much better a touch safe in the last while taking on the favourite Tri-State. Okay, and what was the biggest lay of the day? Uh, we will go with race. Race five, commemorative, Simon. Uh, as I said earlier, just big ask stepping up to this sort of a race at only its second start and had the favours on de- debut. So happy to lay commemorative race five. Top price at tab.com.au. Well done. Thanks very much, Tim. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on, Simon. Cheers. No dramas. There he is, uh, Tim Owens, our tab trader. What we'll do now is we've got a little bit of time up our sleeve before Tarapa. Uh, their fourth is due in seven. So we'll take in a replay of an interview this morning. We heard from trainer Kristen Buchanan. Guest. Uh, she uh, trains up there at Wyong, does a super job, brings four runners to town today. Kristen, good morning to you. 
Good morning, Luke. How are you? Yes, super. Uh, Duff's well too. Uh, I think uh, he's up and about because uh, we're just talking about. I'll just speak for you, Duff. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, go for it. <laughs> he's up and about because I mean we've got this great carnival going on, and you can be a part of it, Kristen. Uh, with these midway races, we've got a four pillars coming up. You've got some nice horses, and you can be involved in this carnival. How good? Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and it's something that we've really you know focused on having horses ready at the right time and and uh, really try to target because it's such a good opportunity for our stable mm. uh you got a nice so oh, she's a good type of filly in the first i saw at the official trials shout about it uh, she's shown uh, uh, bits and pieces of ability in two trials i think um and definitely has more improvement yet she improved in her second trial quite dramatically and um her work since has been very pleasing um, I think she's a beautiful, progressive filly. She's uh, we have a wonderful group of ladies in her. She's what you know, one of the women's bonus um, for Magic Millions uh, setups, and um, you know that's what I've got in mind for her. And uh, you know, today's the first the first step on that pathway to see if I'm if I'm on track for that going forward. Okay, so obviously the natural progression is probably try and win a maiden or something and then get to Wyong. That usually tells you where you are and that that Wyong Magic Millions Day. Yeah, the Wyong Magic Millions, definitely. Um, and uh, obviously today in nice two-year-old company, but at the end of the day, they're all maidens that she's racing against as well, aren't they? You know, it's a Saturday race. So yes. uh, we're looking, to see, looking forward to seeing how she measures up. Okay. Uh, race three, uh, these are probably your four pillars horses in the midway. You've got a couple of nice ones. Oakfield Waratah was just a, well, it was just a total forgive there the other day. He had to drag back from that wide draw and it's not his style. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, he's generally an on-speed horse. Looking at the speed maps in that right, we didn't deliberately go back. I'd hope that he would jump well and, and be, you know, in the first quarter, first third of the field at least. But, um from the wide alley, ended up being well back and, and running on quite nicely. Um, he'd only had the one trial leading into that, so, you know, if you take the silver lining, it's that it brings him on nicely for this race today. Okay, and he, obviously he will be ridden closer today from that good draw and, the, and gets the claim today. Absolutely, yeah, really looking forward to um, supporting young Anna Roper. It's her first ride at Ramwick today. She's a great, great little rider with a, a bright future. Um, and she's excited. So, look, we've drawn a good gate, which makes things a little easier. I expect him to jump well and, and be thereabouts for sure. Okay, yeah, uh, you got Oakfield Arrow. Looks like the wet tracks were against the last prep. She did enough first up. She did. And look, people forget, she, she won the four pillars last year. She's a consummate professional. Um, she always puts her best foot forward. And, you know, those last runs um, in her preparation were in good quality races as well, like well above this grade racing um and uh although she was found wanting there and probably on some unsuitable tracks um you know she's she's right back into uh, her her uh, perfect race in this it's just a shame a bit of a tricky draw again for her um but look again two weeks time we've got the four pillars and and all of these horses will be targeting that um all going well today and you've got Epicus. He's been a good advert for your stable. Uh, well, three wins in a second in his last four runs, last preparation. And, well, we all saw that first up. It was a bit of a horror watch, really. You probably should have won that race. Look, possibly, but, again, he was first up and um, we wanted to ride him a bit quiet early in, in terms of having him hit the line and hit it well. 
Um, the four pillars is his goal, and so he achieved that. He achieved that nicely the other day without, you know, doing himself any mischief. And he'll strip a lot fitter. And I think from a good gate today, he just gets a, a beautiful run just in behind the speed with a bit of cover, which he needs. He over races if he doesn't have some cover. Um, and uh, look, uh, I also think uh, I. The way I see it, and not be terribly biased, is him and Waratah fighting it out and, and Arrow chiming in uh, late as well. So I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> yes. Well, wouldn't that be a, a moment? Uh, well, good luck with them today. Obviously, you're happy with pretty well all four of them. I am. I am. I'm excited to be having them, you know, really coming into their own at the right time of year for these races coming up. Mm. And, Kristen, how many of these midways have you won now? Do you, do you know? Are you keeping the tally? It'd be a few. Um, I've definitely, I think I've won 10 or 11 now. Yep. That's pretty yep. good, isn't it? They're a great it's, little target for you guys. Yeah, I remember when they first announced them, I was uh, there with my notepad yeah. working out because it is it's such a great opportunity for our, our horses and owners to get into metro racing um, and, you know, and really showcase the stable and get some good results for everybody. And are these all looking to head to the four pillars in two weeks or just Epicus? Absolutely, all, all of them. Yep, yep, fantastic. Well, good luck with them today. Thank you. That's Kristen Buchanan this morning with the Jockey Challenge markets today at Randwick. Zach Lloyd is $1.95. Tommy Berry is three sixty. Tyler Schiller is five fifty, and Jason Collett is $9. At Caulfield, Damian Lane is two twenty. James McDonald, four sixty. Blake Shin, five fifty. Walfordville, Jake Tayroke is $1.90. Kayla Crowther is three thirty. Ben Price is seven fifty. At Eagle Farm, James Orman is $1.50. Ryan Maloney, five Ben Thompson is $6. And at Kembla Grange, Keegan Latham is $3.40. Ashley Morgan is $3.60. Mitchell Bell is $6.50. And Alicia Collett is at $9. They're about to come forward to rapper in a moment to New Zealand. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street tread delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. That inspires. Okay, now to wrap it today. Uh, later on this afternoon's the running of the Swain Air Stakes, but this is race four, and it's over 2,400 metres. Your favourite is Pinion at $4.20. Today, 4.13, 2 and 10 as they start to load away. Good one. Thank you for that, George. They're under a minute out from start time. $40,000 in that uh, guaranteed pot for the first four. What were you liking, Leith, and maybe a, something else we need for that first four? Yeah, I think going forward to the New Zealand Cup, I'm on uh, Nestle. I think uh, the better track's going to really suit him today. All right, he's $5.50 and two ten uh, currently in the marketplace is Nestle. And a lot of these runners here have got their eyes on the Martin Collins New Zealand Cup up over 3,200 metres. If you like one, maybe be quick and jump onto that option there of 3876 or onto tab.co.nz. Find that futures market and try and have something on a runner here that you think that could win or go close and maybe move in the market. If you're doing exactly that or having any sort of bet, you better be quick because they're not too far away from jumping. This is the CK Tree Work 2400 rating 84 gallopers with George. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, we have advice of a late scratching as well in race number 10, number 6, if she can, is a late scratching on vet's advice. CK Tree Work 2400.
Field almost set. Favourite is number four, Pinion. As the last one goes in, we're set to go. Gates open immediately, they're off. Favourite Pinion jumped away well enough towards the centre. On the extreme outside, Chevron goes forward with Queen Sarabi. All in all is right there as well and closer in. El Nymph heading towards the lead. Marajan will track them out, followed out over on the inside by Zafaran as they work down by the 300 metres on their first occasion. They'll be followed further back by Diamond Jack. Nest Egg will settle back in the last third of the field. Well back also is a Nasak Diamond, followed then by uh, Waisaki, who's back about third or fourth last here. Well back also, Malfi Rosa and Raj Joyce is his last of all, as they greet the judge with a lap to go, and Chevron from its wide gate has crossed the face of the field to be the leader, leaving the straight. Sitting second up on the outside is All in All, and box seating third, El Nymph. Race favourite, Pinion in a beautiful spot, fourth one out from on the inside is Zafaran. They'd be followed by Mara Jan and back midfield, the inside, Diamond Jack of uh, Nest Egg. Two lengths away, Waisaki's back fifth last from uh, Nasak Diamond, then Queen Sarabi, who got back third last, followed by Rajoices. And last of all is Malfi Rosa. They swing into the back at an even tempo, heading towards the 1,200 metres mid-race. And as Chevron, the leader, leads by a length and a half from all in all. El Nymph is third, fourth, getting all favours. Pinion, the favourite. A length away next is uh, Zafaran on the inside of Marajan. Then came Nest Egg from Diamond Jack, Waisaki then uh, further back, Nasak Diamond, Queen Sarabi, and the last pair, Malfi Rosa and Rajoices. They compress ranks a little as they head towards the 850. There is nine lengths over the field. The first to move was Nest Egg. Has brought some uh, much-needed speed into the race now. All in all's going backwards quickly. May have uh, uh, gone amiss there as they head down towards the uh, 700 metres. We'll go back to the leader, Chevron. Still has the lead from on the outside, Nest Egg. Two and a half away, El Nymph. Pinion's had a perfect run in fourth position. Now Waisaki's on the improve. Then followed by Mara Jan, followed further back in the field as they swing for home. Then as Diamond Jack as they get down to the 300 metres. Nest Egg the leader. Pinion coming after it from El Nymph. And look at Waisaki down the outside. It's Nest Egg at the 200. Pinion's still two lengths away. Battling on then is El Nymph. And then followed further back by Mara Jan and Waisaki. It's Nest Egg. Nest Egg in front. Daring ride here by Warren Kennedy. And Nest Egg races away for the win. Second over, photos Pinion and Zafaran, and right there Marajan, then Queen Sarabi Waisaki, and behind those next was El Nymph from Melfi Rosa followed by Diamond Jack, then Rajoices, Nasak Diamond and Chevron, and the one that uh, unfortunately went amiss was all in all over by about the uh, 600 metres has been pulled up. Winner will be Nest Egg. 13 Nest Egg for Warren Kennedy. The winner, 570 and 230. And it's a photo there for the Miners. That proved the winning of the race. Probably uh, three or four lengths out at the line. Second will be Pinion. Third, Zafaran. And Mara Jan going a much improved race, close up in fourth position, but no worries about the winner here. Number 13, Nest Egg, trained by Stephen Marsh at Cambridge, Warren Kennedy. Nest Egg, the winner there. Uh in New Zealand uh, from that race at Tarapa. We've got uh, South Australian racing at Morfittville today. Race caller Brett Davis joins us now. Brett, good morning to you. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, everybody. Yes, Morfittville today. We're on the primary track here in South Australia. 10 race car, track rated a good four, and it's 22 degrees, a little breezy but sunny conditions. I think it's a challenging card here in SA today, Simon. So the two tips I'm giving you are both each-way bets. 
Um, firstly, race six, number eight, Sir Kingsford. This horse had some good form, or ran a good race, I should say, in uh, a listed event behind a fair de Suivre, um last campaign, led in that event and then got run down in the final stages, but was only two or three lengths away from the winner. It's a high-quality event on the day, and here it is today after a win um, provincially last start, going around in a very sort of easier type of Saturday race. I think it'll lead, if not, um, the horse that's drawn inside of it can probably lead and it can take a sit on its back. And it runs a really good race for me. Race six, number eight, Sir Kingsford. I think it's still quite progressive and can run well. Race six, number eight. Um, happy to go each way, though. I think that price is still available. And then race seven, number five, Sabermetric. This time last year, this horse won a race here at Morfordville by eight lengths. He's a little bit hit and miss, but he's definitely in the right frame of mind now. He won his last start. He's up to 1,200 metres today, which is a little query, reason being going each way. But I think he's in a, a good frame of mind at the moment, and that's the key to him running well. So race six, number eight, Sir Kingsford each way, into race seven, number five, Sabre Metric each way, and I think we'll have a nice result. Good on you, Brett. Good calling today. Thank you, Simon. Have a great day. There he is, Brett Davis. Now, Jared Daffy is standing by, and we are about to take a look at the Tab Beavers for Caulfield Cup Day. Daff, good morning to you. Morning, Simon. It's a big day. Huge day. Caulfield Cup Day, yeah. One of the big three in Melbourne, uh, mm. and it, uh, it's on this afternoon. So it's a good four. That's the track rating that we open up with. They are saying overcast for the weather conditions. The first Caulfield is only 18 minutes away, and Daff, we open up the cup with a three-year-old 1,400-metre race for the Lamaros Hotel. That we do. We've got a few shorties there today too, Simon, but uh, there are still 10 winners in the first all one way action here for the favourite number two, Brave Mead. Open to 240, it's into 210 now. The one that did attract a little bit of early support, number three, Kaizad for the Waterhouse Bot Stable, 480, got into 420, just getting out to 460. And the top weight, the instructor, has been 370 out to five, but uh, pretty much all one way traffic there. It's the mover, number two, Brave Mead. So, Brave Mead, uh, number two in the first, stay over to race number two. This is the Norman Robinson, the old Norman Robinson, the Caulfield. Mm. Classic for three-year-olds, one of the derby lead-ups. Uh, this is pretty simple. Riff Rocket uh, opened uh, earlier in the week at a dollar forty-five. It's into a dollar thirty-five. It is favourite for the uh, for the derby. Apulia, a little bit of interest there at twelve, number three. And Gold Bullion is the second pick, number four. It's been around about that four dollar eighty mark. But as you would expect, the market mover is the dollar thirty-five pop number two. Riff Rocket. Riff Rocket and a shorty there in the Norman Robinson number two, the third, and the Phillies will follow with their lead up to the Oaks, the Ethereal Stakes. Now we've got another odds on pop here, uh, the one Tropical Squall, 2.30 when the markets went up on Wednesday. It spent the last couple of days at 190 and just this morning getting into 185. Uh, others in the market there, number four Autumn Angel, 5.50 at, uh, at the top price, it's into $5. Some sort of interest in number five uh, Connasana for the Wallace stable, Damien Lane to ride. It's been ten dollars into seven fifty, but the market mover there is number one tropical score. Here's the market suggesting this will be J L W jump lead win. Win. Let's find out how it unfolds. Uh, let's take a look at the fourth event, the Gothic Stakes for three year olds, a race which going forward through the spring is normally a pretty good form reference. Yeah, there's some pretty handy um, handy horses going around in this, and the markets uh, or it's been 
Fit, fairly active. The top weight Arkansas kid, top price 13, it's into 750. Don Corleone is getting right out, 380 out to $5. Uh, others in the market critiques an $11 chance. Dark Halo number seven was the original favourite at 290, but it's right out to 370 now. The big move has been facile uh, for the Ryan Alexio stable. It was uh, an opening quote of $3.80. It was 320 yesterday, and even this morning it's been 270 into 260. So number eight, the market mover on top there, facile. Facile in the Gothic Stakes. So I'll take a look at race five, and this is the first league of the Super Tab Big Six. It is the prelude for the Phillies to the 1,000 guineas. Wide open, $4.80 the field. I'll work through some of these going down the page. Number three, Courvalant, quite popular, 18 to 5.50. Five, Oz Empress has been 11 out to 13. Seven, Azula, 11 into 8.50. Inhibitions was seven uh, into six. That was Thursday night, uh, yesterday and this morning. It's now into $4.80. And the other one in the market, it's a drifter, has been number 12, lovely looking um, for the uh, Gluistow from South Australia. It's been $4.80 out to $6. So they have backed a few there, Simon, but the market mover is number eight, Inhibitions. Inhibitions is the mover there in a 1,000 guineas prelude. Across to race six, this is the McCafe sprint over a 1,000 metres. Interesting race this. Now, Midwest came out on Thursday night, I think it was, so that created a 10 cent deduction, but it reduced the field to a field of six. Now, when the market first went up, Lofty Strike the one and Spacewalk six were $2.60 equal favourites. Lofty Strike, well, you want to check how many legs it's got. It's out to four forty. A uh, bit of interest in two generation, nine into six fifty. Uh, the other equal favourite, Spacewalk, really solid. Uh, touched 250 briefly this morning, back into 240. And the other one that's attracted plenty of support is General Bow, which doesn't win out of its turn. It had been 13 into 750, uh, $6 last night, even today, 440 into $4. So it's not the favourite, but uh, it's carrying plenty of support, General Bow. So it's the mover there, number four. That's what's happening in the McCafe Sprint. Now, the opening leg of the quaddy, uh, the mares are up into 1,400-metre Tristark Stakes. Yes, now, uh, this is a wide enough betting race uh, price-wise as well. Uh, the favourite number two skew with um, it was the one that was scratched two weeks ago, uh, a, a late scratching. It's been 480 into 380. Now at various stages it has got back out to four dollars plus, but every time that surfaces it disappears again. So it's three dollars eighty. Revolutionary misses a decent drifter outwards nine out to twelve, uh, down to five. Road to Arataki, um, six dollars fifty current price. It's been around about that mark. Ditto for number seven. Walsh on by at the six dollars. Uh, there's two others in the market. The eight Saint Magique, three seventy now out to four twenty, and nine Call Die. A little bit of interest there. Every time it touches ten dollars, that disappears as well. It's currently nine dollars, but the market mover there is the two Skew Whiff. So Skew Whiff, uh, yes, yeah, scratched at the gates a couple of weeks ago when we spoke about. As her you know, yeah, I yeah. think I think it was carrying yours. So you get another <laughs> crack today. <laughs> yeah, so I apologise to the uh, the connections and they're having another go today. I promise you, <laughs> I won't back you. You'll keep today. out. I'll, I'll let you have a run today. Uh, over to race eight. This is the Moonga Stakes. A couple of years ago, Wild Planet won this race. He hasn't won since. Uh, running in Sydney today, of course. But we got mm. Nunthorpe here favourite. Now, this was a scratching a couple of weeks ago too. 
Yeah, it was. It was a scratching last Saturday morning. Last Saturday, uh, yeah. Friday morning or Saturday morning. It was a huge go in that race, and it came out. Now, we've got 21 cents worth of deductions here uh, with Altivo uh, coming out, so that's made a big difference to the opening market, which was $4.60 for Nunthorpe a few days ago. Uh, it was four sixteen to three seventy, but even... Um, Last night it was 270 with no more scratchings. It's into 230. Good move. However, Buffalo River, uh, they've butted up again. It's it's probably the potential leader here. It opened at $7, got into 5 quickly, and this morning it's been 480 into 440. They're the two that punters want to be with, but the, the standout of the two is clearly number 10, Nunthorpe. So Nunthorpe there in race 8, the Moonga. Let's uh, move across to the big one, the Group 1 Carlton Draft Caulfield Cup. It'll be run this afternoon at 5.15. Well, I could just say the field. They're backing everything, and, and for various reasons. And I guess we've got so many question marks here uh, with the international contingent. Uh, they've come from far and wide to run in the Caulfield Cup this year. And obviously, the the topical point is with Gold Trip to favourite six dollars. That's how wide open the race is. Is the track? Will the track be too hard? Well, I guess we'll see as the day progresses. But he's carrying some pretty hefty bets. There was one bet there on Wednesday night, seven thousand two hundred and fifty dollars each way at the six dollars. He's Touch 650 after that, but he's the favourite six dollars. Two without a fight, getting out 750 out to 850. Three break up the Japanese runner with uh, Damien Lane aboard. It's been 13 into 11 now into 10 dollars, so there's good support there. Montefilia has got some fans. 13 into 12. West wind blows. It's actually as I speak, it's now the six dollar equal favourite uh, with Gold Trip down to eight. Sulcum been around a. About that uh, $7 mark. One of the Waterhouse bot runners today, Huya Mel. It's been 13 into 11 overnight. Then we head down to uh, this one down the bottom that creates plenty of interest and there's a lot of money for it too. Valiant King for Joseph O'Brien from the Good Barrier. Jamie Carter right. That's number 18. was 21 when we put the market out on Wednesday after the barrier draw. All it's done since, Simon, has shortened up. It's now $9.50, so it's more than half of it op- its opening quote. It's the market mover, number 18, Valiant King. Valiant King, the market mover, the only grey in the race as well. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. There's one grey and there's one mare, uh, Montefilia. Um, yeah. Now, let's look at the last. She's got a hope too. She was impressive last yeah, well, start, Montefilia. I, I tell you what, if they're backing who you mal, they've got a great Montefilia. They've got to be on Montefilia, yeah. Went straight past him the other That's night. the problem with that race. There's so many form lines you try and line up, particularly those interstate, oh, those interstate, those international horses that we haven't I mean, they're all, they're all coming here with good form. It's a, it's a hot edition of the Caulfield Cup today. Yeah, it's a fascinating race, a really good race. And the last of ten is the Carlton Draft Lingy Stakes for the Phillies well, and Mares, yeah. Well, this is pretty simple as far as market movers are concerned. A couple of others that have had, uh, attracted some interest. One, H2O, has been 13 into 12 this morning. Four, Little Miss Cuby. It's $10. It's been around about that mark. Six hypotheticals, been 480 out to six. But this favourite, it's got a picket fence beside its name, Vivian. It opened 440 on Wednesday. Only a four cent deduction. Every time I look at the screen, it shortens again. It's now 225, Simon. It's been a huge go, uh, Vivian. Uh, no doubt there'll be a lot of um, exotic monies and multis, etc., going into it. So it picks itself the market mover in the last five, Vivian. So, Vivian, what was the best on the card? Vivian. Yeah, okay. There you go. Fix itself, eh? It does. We'll go Vivian in the last one. Right, Daff, I'll get you back on after Trentham and we'll, and we'll take a look at the movers for round week. 
No props. Let's take in uh, Gaynor's thoughts now on the first at Caulfield, seeing as the race is due in just nine minutes. Caulfield race one is a three-year-old set weights penalties, 1,400. Going 2-3-5 and 6. Two is Brave Mead. Thought he was good first up. Came wide off a moderate speed. Wasn't far off Stepani and co. Then certainly beaten by the barrier. Second up. Covered a lot of ground. Winner saved all the ground. Finally draws a gate. This time gets to 1,400. Top pick. Kazad raced away to win. Warwick Farm Maiden beating Kerrican, who has a bit of a future. They're in a useful time. Near 122 flat. Stable of flying. Reprisal. Debut was good. Closing off at 1100. Went to 1200 of the valley and beat a horse called Elfing Stone, who does boast a second to She's All Shenanigans. And Kandinsky Abstract. D-Day's here. 2356. Thanks, Gator. Coming up, Printham. No, pretty the same. Just static from when we last touched, and it's all really about fashion. Shoot, Tavatek, second best backed, and they're still coming for Royal Flower. And just late, Wild Moose now into $14. Mm, he's a really interesting runner in this particular race. Uh, when last seen, he was very, very good. I know he's had some issues, but he's been just brought along very, very quietly and behind the scenes. Uh, he's been nominated quite of this race uh, and scratched, so look out today. He's Tony Race 4. And we wait pure and canto and uh, Durham Rad to come up into the gates. About to now, Deerfield off the inside, the Evergreen. Bold Bell, Wild Moose, Lincoln's Cruise, White Cap alongside of it, the Stable Maid, and then Fashion Shoot. Have attack for Denby Rose Tate. We wish her well. Royal Flower, clickety click, here's Durham Rad, and here's Pure and Canto as well. So we are now ready. They break away pretty well here from the uh, 1,200 metres. Now, Royal Flower showing speed, clickety-click showing speed. Bold Bell closer to the insides going quickly. Fashion shoots right there. Durham Lad close enough. Lincoln's Cruise. Deerfield over on the inside of Wild Moose. Tavatak is back behind these. Clickety-click comes forward wider out. A little bit of don't argue there. And Pure and Kando is out wider as they sort their order out and uh, gallop on down the chute here. And Bold Bell on the inside of Durham Lad. Lincoln's Cruise is three out on those. Deerfield right behind the leader. And then Wild Moose and Fashion Shoot. He just tightened up to have a tag there. Uh, clickety click comes forward out wider. Then we have Pure and Canto, Royal Flower. And there's not much from first to last as Bold Bell comes around uh, onto the uh, course proper here down to the 400 metres and found a bit of a kick too. Durham Lad starting to run after it. Wider out, Fashion Shoot starting to put in. And Tavatak is getting through in the middle, but Bold Bell is going great guns here. Fashion Shoot out wide. Durham Lad, Deerfield closer to the inside. Tavatak is looking to storm the last little bit. Bold Bell in front. Tavatak's trying to get there, but Bold Bell all of the way too fast. It'll be Tavatak and then Durham Lad. Randwell for you, John, and the next one home, Deerfield from Fashion Shoot. Wild Moose the next. Back behind those Royal Flower. Pure Encanto, Pure Encanto was the next of them in. Well back behind that when they've hit the line has been uh, Lincoln's Cruise and clickety click. Too good. Too good here. So 1138 Bold Bill paid $17.60 and $4. Tavatak 190 Durham Lad at $3.60. Now I'll come back to Jared Daffy and we're about to take a look at the Tabovers for Royal Ramwick. The first in Sydney, Daff, is the Kirk and Plates in 25 minutes. Yeah, tricky little event this one there. The favourite number eight, the 300, was $1.90 in the opening market. Over the last 24 hours, all it's done is drift. It's out to $2.70. It's still the favourite. Uh, two, Agenda Setter. Uh, it's been a mover outwards as well, 360 out to 460. The big mover has been number three, Blue Illusion. 
We saw this one go down the straight at Flemington first start a couple of weeks ago. It was pretty heavily supported on that occasion. It was well beaten. It's got to be better than that, and punters have reacted. It was 6 to 6.50, but another one that all it's done since is short, and it's into 4.20. Uh, a couple of others in the market there. Number 6, Shangri-La Express, has been 7.50 into 5.50 today. And 9, Miss Judas, uh, for the Freedmans, opened at 11. It's now into 7.50. So a fascinating race. Uh, not sure what will happen with that favourite in the, in the coming 24 minutes, but it's definitely on the drift at the moment. Market mover number three, Blue Illusion. So Blue Illusion there in the first uh, race, too, is the 1,800-metre highway. Yeah, a couple of um, a couple of moves in and outwards were for, for some of these in the market. Now, Amaranth has opened at 280, touched 350 at one stage very, very early this morning. It's starting to toughen up now. It's $3.10. Number four, Houdat uh, for Matt Dunn, 460. Touch five, just marginally back into 480. Five phase angel has been 15 into eight. And a similar move for number six, Bellman, uh, which has been 15 now into $8.50. Uh, it doesn't sort of make sense given that it was 280 out to 350, but the late support for this, uh, this morning for, uh, uh, Amaranth has made it the market mover there, number two. So race two, number two, a Daniel Seabrunner. Race three, Daff is the midway. And as is normally the case with the Midways, they've backed a lot of horses here, particularly Oakville Waratah this morning. Um, it was $8 opening. This morning it reopened at $5.50, briefly touched eight. It's back into $5.50. Five Peace Officer remains the favourite, $4. It's been around about that mark for 24 hours now. Uh, number 10, Epicus is getting out a bit. 360 briefly touched five, back into 460. Some sort of support uh, for number 14, extra revs uh, at the current quote of $8.50. So they are backing a few there, but the market mover is number two, Oakfield Waratah. So race three, number two, over to the fourth event. This one's a benchmark 88 over 2,000 metres. A little bit limited here as to what the punters want to be with. Uh, top one's a drifter, Mission Phoenix, six out to 9.50. Two promises kept has been around about that $9.50 mark. Some sort of interesting stroke of luck, which was 15, got into 6.50, just getting back out now to $7.00 with another wave of money for this favourite Marquez. Uh, it was 2.50 opening. Actually touched Dodge on at one stage this morning, getting back out to $2.20, but every time uh, Black Figures are produced, there's some interest in it, so it's the market mover there. Number six, Marquez. Well, race four, number six, over to race five, Daff. This one's the precise air handicap over 1,200. And once again, we're a little bit light on for what the punters want to be with. Number three, Kazoo. Uh, 440 a little bit early this morning. It's into $4. Overriding number five is at $7.50. Juniquira, number seven. Now, when the market first went up, $11 into $9.50. It's now $8.50. So there's been some definite interest there, but commemorative, the favourite here, number 12, Simon. It was $2.80 in the opening market. Uh, it's out to $2.15 now as the percentage is starting to start to tighten up somewhat, but the majority of the interest there is with it. Number 12, commemorative. Number 12 to race six, and this one is a benchmark 78 over 1100. And, uh, well, there's been some interest in a few here. Uh, we do have some pretty hefty deductions here of uh, 21 cents, just working down the page. Uh, number six, Smashing Eagle, um, was six to three eighty in the original market. It's been around about that current three dollars sixty mark this morning. Uh, number seven, Contemporary, eleven original market, 
Touched 550 at different stages this morning. It's into 480. Nine Jetabeel, six dollars. Pretty rock solid at that quote. And even some sort of interest in 13. Another cognac, which was 26 into 14. Original market. It's been around about that 10 dollar mark this morning. Each time the 10 dollars pops up, uh, it starts to disappear again. But market mover there is number eight contemporary. Uh, but they are backing a few in it. Okay, race seven kicks the quaddy off. It's the Robrick Lodge for Lonte Handicap. Yes, and uh, well, a favourite here. They certainly haven't missed this one. Having said that, the, the deductions now total 26 cents with Detonator Jack coming out. But 11 unspoken was 440 original market. There was it was crunched straight away, but even over the last 24 hours, it was 28270, 2.20 early this morning. It's into 215. It sort of picks itself. Others that have got some sort of support here. Number 12, Knight's Choice. Um, it's got a boom on it. This one, it was. 15 into 9.50 opening market this morning it's been 8 into 6.50 and you mentioned Wild, Pan, uh, Wild Planet a little bit earlier it's in the, in the mix there at $7 but plenty of support there for 11 unspoken if you're looking for quaddies etc um, the backup might be number 12 Knight's Choice. Come back to you in just a moment Daff just two to move up Caulfield for race one Brave Mead is your favourite here at 210 for jockey Mark Zara here's the first on Caulfield Cup Day with Matthew Hill goes up, Colliano takes the outside and the field is set for the opener at 1400. Three-year-olds are ready. Good luck to all today. The field is set. Gates are back and racing. And Rovno Amber was slow and missed at three lengths. And Kandinsky Abstract goes back to second last. Kaizad straight to the lead from Magic Mogul. And the instructor, Brave Mead, got the set fourth defence. Three quarters of a length away, reprisal. Two lengths, Kandinsky Abstract, Colliano. And Rovno Amber is at the tail of the field. Off the back section, a thousand from home. It's Kaizad with the instructor applying a little bit more pressure than the Kaizad cop there in Sydney last time. About a length and a half magic mogul followed by fourth the inside brave mead a length and a quarter away one off the fence reprisal they were followed by the inside kandinsky abstract colliano rovno amber kaizad the front runner slowed it off 650 out by a neck the instructor brave mead a length and a half off the speed third the fence from magic mogul reprisal then came kandinsky abstract who's getting away from the rails from rovno amber and colliano they approach the home corner 350 meters to go now and it's Kaizad stoking up just in front from the instructor Magic Mogul. Now Brave Mead needs an out badly behind those horses. Then came Reprisal up the middle and behind them Kandinsky Abstract. So it's Kaizad with the instructor now throwing down the serious challenge. Brave Mead has got out now to the outside runs on. It's Kaizad the instructor with Brave Mead coming at them both. Over the top Brave Mead. Too good. Brave Mead won at three quarters the instructor Kaizad for fourth Rovno Amber followed by Reprisal Kandinsky Dinsky Abstract, Magic Mogul, and at the tail of the field was Colliano. So two brave mead, the market leader home in the first for Mark Zara. He partners without a fight later on. Two thirty a dollar ten it's paid from one the instructor one sixty and three Kai's ad at a dollar and sixty cents. Tates shortly, but we need to head back to our tab movers for Ramwick and Jared. We're up to uh, one of the features, the five diamonds prelude is race eight, you at ten to five. Mm, looks tough. It's four dollars twenty the field working down the page, conversion. The one has been eight at two ten. Briefly touched eleven. Two democracy manifest four sixty out to five. But uh, it's such a popular horse. There's plenty of money coming through for it. 
then we go to the favourite, number five, Katili. $6 in the original market, Simon. It was 5 early this morning. It's now into 4.20. That's a decent move. Waterford getting out a little bit, 8 out to 9.50. Detonator Jack, which we mentioned earlier, was a late scratching uh, in the Falante. He's been 11 into 9.50. And St Lawrence, number 10 for the Mar Eustace stable, $15 into $12. So it is wide open. They have backed a few horses, but the market mover is number 5, Katili. So 5, Katili there. Over to race 9, the big dance wild card is due at 5.35. Well, this looks tough. One flying crazy has been 6 out to 8.50. Go down to number 10. Seven Spangler, which is the favourite, uh, was six six in the original market into five fifty pretty quickly on Wednesday. Currently four six. It's been either side of that, but it still remains the favourite. Number nine four Vella has been eight out to nine, and number ten King of the Castle. Uh, it was eleven dollars. It was eight dollars very early this morning. It's now into six fifty. The other one that's been uh, been backed is number twelve Journalism, which is. Various stages, eight dollars back into seven fifty. But nice little move there for that uh, for that one at six fifty. Number ten, King of the Castle. It's the market mover. Okay, and race ten, the last is due at ten after six. The tab handicap. Yeah, um, they haven't really launched into too many here. Three much, much better has been six out to eight. Five extremely lucky has been eight into seven. Uh, seven Pizarro, 11 into nine. And down near the bottom there, Tristate. Now, Tristate opened at $6 on Wednesday, quickly got into 480. I see this morning, very, very early prior to the scratchings, it was 440. It's now three, 380 after touching 370. So it's the market mover there, number 13, Tristate. What was the best on the program? The best there, Simon, would be in the Falante, race seven, number 11, unspoken. Good on you, Daff. Uh, we'll get you back up for the Brisbane movers following that first at Ramwick. Okay. Caulfield, two brave mead, paid 230 and 110. Won the instructor, 160. Three Kaisad, 167. Fourth, Rovno Amber. Quinella, 470. Exact rate, 80. Trifecta, 2020. And the first for $180.50. 123.79 the run. It was three quarters by a short half head. Up next, the Caulfield Classic for the three-year-old Colts and Gildings. Riff Rocket opens $1.35. That raced you in 30 minutes. At tab, we're on for a mammoth race. Racing offers. Bet fixed odds on the Caulfield Cup and Five Diamonds Prelude at Randwick this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So we've got Morfordville coming up there first on a good four is due in six minutes. Lights of Broadway is the favourite at $2.20. But four now, tell you what, we might even duck over to Tarapa, New Zealand. This is race five and it's $2.70 for Mary Louise. He's right in this as well. Seven, Monza. Last three runs have been very hard to fault. Uh, but obviously back on the uh, turf today uh, with the others, I thought, if you're looking for one outside of the circle, he looked a bit burly when I saw him in the parade. He'll improve with the run under his belt, but I thought three Harlech might be a cheeky place chance. Six, eight, seven, and three. 
Yeah, Harlick, he's a horse who's had a trial to get himself ready. We know the Group 1 form that he's been in and those races where he's been close up a number of times, Leith. Yeah, and he's uh, had the uh, ultimate gear change as well. He's been gelded since his last run, so... Uh, he is, yep. Yeah, um, look, he looked really good in the birdcage as well. I think he's, he could be running home late. Yeah. He was gelded uh, just after his run last time to the races, which, of course, was on Boxing Day behind Defibrate. Not too far away from Morfittville, uh, race number one, where lots of Broadway is the favourite there at $2.20. Overall thoughts on the race, though, Leith, which way did you lean? Yeah, I think uh, the favourite's well-specced. Mary Louise, um, she's going to get a nice run just off the speed. And uh, look OK, at... look, we'll just take a break there. They're running quite late there at Tarapa. So what I might do is uh, things are about to get a bit congested. I'll head back to Gerard Daffy, and then we'll just take a look at the top three or four horses that have been backed at uh, Eagle Farm. Daff, I'll bring you back on. What, what's happening in Brisbane? today. We'll start at race two, Simon. A 12 cent deduction here but this favourite for the Edmund Stable number five, a seller, uh, has been well supported. It was 4.20 original market but in the last hour or so 3.10 into $3 so it's the one there. Down to race four, number 10, Andalus 2.90 into 2.30 race five, number seven, Cotty. Now only a 10 cent deduction here but it opened at 6.50, was into 3.90 last night, it's into 3.30 now, so race five, number seven, Cotty. Race eight, number 13, Shah of Goma. Open $7, but a hefty $0.22 cent deduction there uh, after the scratchings. But even post that, it's been three fifty into $3. And the final one at Eagle Farm today, Simon, would be race 10 at number four, Lost in Transit, three sixty into two seventy. So I will repeat those. Race 2, number 5, a seller. Race 4, number 10, Andalus. Race 5, number 7, Cotty. Race 8, number 13, Shah of Gomar. And race 10, number Number four, Lost in Transit. And if you wanted to put all of your eggs in one basket, that would be back to race five, number seven, Cotty. Good on you, Daff. Enjoy your day. Thanks, Simon. There's correct, Mike Caulfield, as we pick up Tarapa. Louise, as they work out over by the 900 metres mark at a good tempo, Monza leads. By three quarters from Clever Rudds, box seating third is Pontura. Fourth next was Powell, one out, followed by Zayla. Then Talol and Harlek. Two links away, Terra Matika on the outside of Amuse Moi. Back second last here is Thunder, and if she's going to win, she'll have to come from last. The race favourite, Mary Louise. She spots the leaders, nine links as they come to the corner. Up towards the turn they come now and it's Clever Rudd's hand. Monza on the inside. Poised to pounce as Powell. Then followed round next by Pantura. Further out Zayla. Three lengths away. Harlek from the then Talor. Terra Matika. Mary Louise is not in this. Down to the 250. Zayla ranged up on the outside of Powell who's coming back at it on the inside. In behind them Clever Rudd's. Then followed by Pantura. Terra Matika running on late. Zayla in front though. Coming after it. Pantura and Terra Matika but it's Zayla. Zayla too good. Second over was Pantura. Third would have been Terra Matika. A nice run. And then came Powell. Harlek wasn't that far off them. Neither was Tellor with Clever Rudds and Thunder. Further away then came uh, back behind those. Next was Monza. And back near the tail was Amuse Moi. Well, Mary Louise, the favourite. She never yelped at any stage. She'll be the last to go past. So 12 Zayla there for Jasmine Fawcett. Paid 5.30 and 2.30. 2.30. 
Quinchura 250, 10 Terra Matika at $5.20. Let's head to Darren Flindell now and update the first at Roundwick. Yeah, another picture-perfect day here in Sydney and runners are in the yard, the two-year-olds, for the opening race of the day. The scratchings are three of the four Godolphin runners, so we're down to seven starters. Developed in an interesting betting race as well, Agenda Setter was priced at three, uh, $3.90 this morning, has drifted out to 4 80 now, Blue Illusion has been pretty well back today. It was 6.50 this morning into 4.80. Failed on debut at Flemington in the Maribyrnong Trail as a 2.80 favourite, making abnormal breathing noises and slow recovery. But is giving it another chance today. Lamentum at 13. Now, Shangri-La Express um, was 6.50 this morning. Did go into 5.50, back out to $6 now. Now, the 300 and is favourite with tab 270. Expect that to drift even further. Most outlets are taking this uh, first favourite on. Miss Judas has been uh, met with a bit of support. $8 this morning into 7 Shout about at the outsider at 81 So as it stands right now, the 300, number 8, is favourite at 270 um, This was even money yesterday, so... Uh, Quite a drift. Brett Preble teaming up with Gay and Adrian. And Gay and Adrian also is Shangri-La Express, who trialled quite well. That's the scene for the first in Sydney. You in eight minutes. Let's head to Morfordville for the first. And it's lights are brought by the favourite here at $2.15. Favourite for the first of the day. Ten race card. Track good four. Windy conditions. 16 degrees. The sun is out. A strong headwind today here at Morfordville on the primary track. And the rail out three metres from the 1,200 to the winning post true the remainder. Heats of the Tab, Rebel Raider, Gitra and Vidora series on show today. Fabulous days racing here at Morfordville and right around the country, in fact. Really looking forward to seeing how things unfold. Our first is set to go here at Morfordville in South Australia. Lights of Broadway, the well-back favourite. Welcome. Gates open, they're racing. Charton off the inside is pushed hard and he's in search of the lead from barrier one and at the moment he's got the top spot. Seafaring cruising over to join him and Lord Goldberg jumped nicely, lets the pair in front go, takes a sit third. Three lengths now from the speed as there's a battle going on up front between Seafaring and Charton. They're now three lengths in front of Lord Goldberg. Speed is hot. Soames has got into fourth but it's seven lengths off the leader, then American Trouble, two to Exo Pippi, three further back is the favourite, Lights of Broadway, and then another two and a half to Warrandyte Road and let them go, where well, they're certainly going up front. Seafaring, Maggie Collett must have been instructed to find the lead at all costs, because she really pushed the issue with Charton, and eventually got her way, working to the side, 1200 metres out, Seafaring by two on Charton, they've burnt early, two and a half further back is Lord Goldberg third, American Trouble's sneaking through fourth. Soames has had a good trail in the race despite the drift in the betting. It's probably going best at the moment. Then two further back to Exo Pippi alongside of Warrandyte Road. Lights of Broadway. Holders keeping his cards close to his chest. He's second last on the outside of Let Him Go. They're more compact now as they run towards the 800 metres where Seafaring leads by only three quarters to Chardon. American Trouble, Lord Goldberg and Soames. They've all had decent runs. Warrandyte 
Wright Road, Exo Pippi. Now lights of Broadway's given more leather and they've dropped off Let Em Go. 500 metres to run, approaching the bend and now charting in the face of seafaring with American Trouble taking the shortcuts home and it quickly whipped up a storm and took the lead American Trouble. From Charton Seafaring, Lord Goldberg, Exo Pippi, lights of Broadway with a big barnstorming run went straight past Soames and lights of Broadway has quickly rallied up to hit the lead. Takes over now from Charton Seafaring, Exo Pippi. Soames is grinding down the middle but lights of Broadway is going to shine like a star in the first and raced away to score by the best part of two lengths on Exo Pippi and Soames third. Fourth Seafaring from Warrandyte Road, then Charton, Lord Goldberg, American Trouble, and the last one home is Let Em Go. Five lights of Broadway for Jason Holder, paid 220 and 120 for XO Pippi, 162.80. Cents. It's 5.42. The numbers there on race one from Morfordville. Now to wrap it, 12, 2, 10, 8.